Ahoy there, friends. It's me, your old pal, Cowboy Kevin. Hey, who's ready for another bumper best of? Once again, brought to you by our lovely friend, Ant the Editor, over at ajmediaproductions.co.uk. There's no one better remembering the world of wrestling if you need someone who's doing audio editing, video editing, shooting, photography, whatever it is. Ant has got you covered. Check out ajmediaproductions.co.uk. So yes, it's time for a best of. This time, season two, The Rock's Return, aka the season where we came back after everyone erroneously thought that we had went away forever and we just kind of leaned into it. It's a season which admittedly, I was quite sour on for a few years afterwards because I didn't feel that we had done necessarily what we set out to do. A lot of big talk about CM Punk being a large part of the season, which really amounted to nothing when we realised we didn't have as much to say about it as we thought we would have but nonetheless let's have a look back at the years where the rock made his return john cena finally had to stand up for himself and a young kevin adam and billy actually recount how they first met and this podcast came to be and as always hey this episode and all episodes are only possible because of the support of our lovely backers we are 100 million percent fan and listener supported we got no corporate sponsors here it's all of our fans and all of it is through patreon.com slash ae podcast don't forget the second part of Adam and Billy doing an episode all on their own some. This time they're looking at the comics of The Undertaker. Learn all about the gates of hell and as well as that you've got all the episodes of the Bibliotech or video episode series. The Smackdown Crawl, the, the Big Show Show, a whole archive of Q&A episodes as well as all of our AE commentary tracks. All of this and more available exclusively at patreon.com slash podcast. You'll put a smile on our faces and help this show get made. But for now, let's go all the way back to 2011 and a young Dwayne The Rock Johnson decides let's give that wrestling thing another bit of a whirl. As we mean to go on with WrestleMania 27! Hello everyone once again, I'm Kevin Mahan, the cowboy, joined as I am always in this review of 2011 wrestling onwards (laughs) by my cohorts, comrades and colleagues. First of all, to my right, uh, Adam Beans Bibolo. Hello, sir. Hello there, Kevin. You're right. I'm very well. Are you uh, excited to get into our new concept? So jazzed for this. Like, oh man, this is such a nice idea. The way we're doing it, and this fucking pay per view. Have you got a lot to say about? Fair bit to say about this one. Just saying. 
Very excited to be doing this again. Yeah, I must say, it's been interesting to actually, you know, dust off the old saddle and ride back into Wrestletown and... Ryback. 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 He changed his name, didn't he, recently? Yeah, it's uh, Ryback. Ryback Ryan... Ryback Ryan Reynolds, like, it's his name. So, is it... It was different for you. It's been a while since you watched a pay-per-view for for a show. When I sat down and uh, watched this, it was like, oh, it feels like a bonus episode, but this is actually what we're getting stuck into now. This is, like, just the first episode in our new timeline like so it's really exciting knowing that like all these recurring characters and bits that we're noticing now are going to keep coming back and it's not like we're going to be talking about John Cena for the first time and the last time today. That's true, yeah. We're just introducing him to the podcast now. That's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, to my left, unquestionably the baddest man on the planet, and someone who thinks he can podcast with an earring that exposes the business, <laughs> Billy Cable. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Uh, you uh, signed off emails to me and text messages this last week with uh, fuck WrestleMania 27. <laughs> yes, and you're not usually one for the caps lock, and yet there it was. Yeah, I just want to just want to know who do you think you are? <laughs> what makes you think that you you could do this to us? Uh, well, I figured that we've we've got a, a podcast going and people like it, so we should do more of it. <laughs> that was that was the general idea. <laughs> we would do more. You seem really assaulted, Billy, by this. He's assaulted. One thing I feel like <laughs> I had to watch it as well, just for the fucking records. It's just bad. It's, it's it's quite possibly the single worst pay-per-view I've ever watched. Whoa! Wow! But worse than all the worst ones that we said during the original run of the podcast. I think this is worse. Wow, this is going to be an interesting one to get into then. Crikey. It's an interesting time for us here in the Astro podcast. Obviously, we've moved on to Pastures Green and we're looking at a whole new concept and a whole new series of pay-per-views. We are, of course looking at attempts to revitalize, rekindle, or possibly just appropriate from the Attitude Era to try and make wrestling fun again. It's so going to make it fun again. <laughs> well, Attitude Era never coming back, lol, but that's still not going to stop us from looking at times that they've tried to make it come back, and no more so than the time The Rock was forcibly reintroduced to the wrestling world after a long, lengthy exodus. And I wanted to start off by asking you, I mean, thoughts on The Rock when we were leaving the Attitude Era podcast, the main timeline, because it was someone who definitely, frequently was MVP. Anytime there was a promo, bar one or two, he had something like 30 knock him out of the park promos. I was wondering your thoughts on The Rock from the Attitude Era before we get into this. Immaculate. Like, he was just the best. Like, by the time we'd finished the podcast, at that point in the timeline, he was like peak rock. He was just you know incredible in the ring like his best ever on the mic he like he was insanely over like, just the right amount of catchphrases like, as well before yeah, it got too yeah, cumbersome silly like you know it wasn't like just all about t-shirts and stuff at this point he was just the perfect sort of top guy it was pre sweet cream on an ice cream sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember that one it's the booger red of rock catchphrases that one billy your thoughts on the rock kind of because you were someone who hadn't seen the rock until we went and we did the podcast that really is much in back yeah. in his prime so what was it like viewing The Rock through fresh eyes I really really enjoyed it I said it in in, in the previous episode that I actually preferred The Rock to Stone Cold over the run of the Attitude Era so I, I absolutely was absolutely enamoured with The Rock through the run of the funny, podcast he's funny isn't he he's, he's absolutely brilliant it's really interesting about him because we're, we are putting him on a pedestal here but I think we 
we kind of maybe begrudgingly accepted that Austin maybe had some sort of a bigger role overall in the Attitude Era. But certainly I think when you take into account that there was always talks of Austin not wanting to work with people and putting people down and having grudges and being paranoid, The Rock really does come out smelling of roses more than almost anyone yeah. in the Attitude yeah. Era. And he was never really seriously injured during the Attitude Era. He always had good runs. He was always in a good feud, except for the time he was with Billy Gunn. And if he ever wasn't in a good feud, he just vocally complained about it. God, yeah. I think that he liked. So... The Rock leaving wrestling and going off to becoming Hollywood. I mean, Scorpion King is where this all starts. Uh, but, I mean, not to get into all of The Rock's movies and goings on in Hollywood. It could be ripe ground for Bono episodes in the future. But The Rock making it big in Hollywood. Was that something you thought was definitely going to happen? Um, I wanted it to happen at the time because I was a kid. But I remember just like... For the you were like rooting for the Scorpion King. Yeah, you know, like... You want him to beat Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no good Brendan Fraser. He's been pushed too hard. I was excited about the idea of The Rock being in loads of huge movies and like, you know, being able to see him as an action star. But I think it took such a long time for his career to get really off the ground that by the time he was actually a star, I'd already lost interest in him again. So you didn't? You don't think he hit the ground running? Not really. He didn't like the score. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle. Like he had bit parts in a loads of film called Get Cool or something that yeah. he was like a bodyguard. Yeah, in. Yeah, like, yeah. He didn't he did really the kind tooth of fairy classic. Yeah, you know, like he just did loads of like really small. Like you'd know about them. They were like unheard of films. They were there. But nearly but, all of them are quite critically panned. Yeah. Not necessarily because of him. Him, mm. but he just for some reason he chose to be an utter dross I think he was kind of making connections though wasn't he because mm. I mean if you look at him starting off there there was a couple of ones where he was the main guy they didn't do yeah. so well and then he started being co-starring in some of these kind of big budget mm. but maybe he wasn't the big star and then a few years later when you have things like Tooth Fairy coming along he was in the position where they knew he was money they knew yeah. he could work they weren't taking a risk on the rock he proved himself to Hollywood, I guess, in those first few mm. years. He was paying his dues, like he was just, you know, doing really shit films. Yeah, you know, making Hollywood movies in front of twenty guys in an armory, and they didn't care. <laughs> you know, they have the big explosion finale, even though there's only a few guys there in the building. You know, they do that for them. I mean, I always thought The Rock was destined for success, and like as a kid, I was just like, I know The Rock's gonna do us proud. <laughs> Seeing him now, where he is at this moment in time, where he is, I think he is one of, if not the highest paid. The yeah. Fucking hell. Highest paid actor in Hollywood. He is to Hollywood what Kelsey Grammer was to TV during <laughs> yeah. the, the peak Fraser Chude era. Like, yeah. you know, that's imp- impressive. So, The Rock was always people wondering if he was going to come back and really hoping he was going to come back. Were you one of those people who was hoping The Rock was going to come back ever? Um, not really, because I wasn't watching wrestling anymore at that point, so it didn't really bother me if Rock was coming back or if he decided to stay in Hollywood. I was kind of distant from the whole Why thing. Why did you stop watching wrestling, I guess, maybe? Then? Um, after the invasion, I just didn't really have too much interest in any of the sort of the main guys anymore. Like, after they'd turned Austin back and forth so many times that year, I didn't really care about him. Rock the Rock gone, leaving like, as well. The Rock yeah. and Austin being gone is what turned off, like, all my friends. Yeah, did that to me in a large part, really. And a couple came back because of Lesnar. But mm. by and large, there was like a cull of like people who watched wrestling. Yeah. And because with like as a non-wrestling fan at that point, you'd still see The Rock's face everywhere in films and stuff. So like, if it was a big deal that Austin was coming back, that might have been like a far more intriguing yeah. idea to me. But because The Rock was just a celebrity at this point, mm. it wasn't really that 
big a deal to see him back again. I mean, literally for you, Billy, because you obviously were watching during these wilderness years. Yeah. Were you ever hoping that some of these stars of yesteryear were going to knock on the door and come in, like, and well, make wrestling great again? No, because I didn't know who they were. <laughs> I, just, I didn't know their importance. Eugene I mean, can get over on his own. He doesn't need no yeah. Steve Austin <laughs> or The Rock. I genuinely stopped watching because Eugene got released. <laughs> God. And for me, this was 2011. This is when I first came to the United Kingdom when I invaded, essentially. You know, <laughs> came off the ferry wearing, you know, a cut-off denim vest, tight denim pants, you know. You Protestants know who I am. <laughs> but you don't know why I'm here. Where, oh where, is billionaire Cameron? Where is Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> couple of weeks later my mate Paddy comes over and he's tall like Kevin Nash so this is the United Kingdom look at the adjective is so for me it was a big moment to finally be here in the UK watching wrestling Wrestlemania 27 wrestling's gonna be fun again it's gonna be great the rock's back it's all fixed attitude air is back right? right? let's uh, dip our toes into the water and see how this fucking abomination of a pay-per-view went <laughs> now the main problem with The Rock coming back and cutting this fucking promo which was an awesome promo for him saying that he loves us all he's never going away he also managed to include a plug for his Instagram and his Facebook in the first three minutes of his promo <laughs> favorite The Rock is back I want to check out DwayneJohnsonOfficial.com slash Facebook Twitter, Facebook, YouTube <laughs> Twitter, Dwayne Johnson <laughs> Super Official Promo can you do that again okay, hey listen man <laughs> so finally The Rock is back in the spot <laughs> so uh, yeah the, the Rock is uh, is back and The Rock has cut a promo with John Cena and what happens the week after that they have a pay-per-view Elimination Chamber everyone there with a rock sign. It was there chanting Rocky. Where's the rock? I don't know, probably fucking Hollywood doing whatever the <laughs> yeah. rock does. He would release these videos on YouTube yeah. cutting down John Cena. Have you seen the one where he's all sweaty and like really fucking aggressive? It's mad awkward, I think. It is. Why is it awkward? Because you know it's just the rock by himself stood in front of a camera like, I, when, looking like a freak. When the rock goes and the millions and goes and millions, yeah, and everyone does it, it's cool. When he's on his own in front of his pool. <laughs> It's going a bit mad. <laughs> the best is, right, if, if you're going to be like, hey, The Rock that wants to know what your name is, and the person's like, well, it doesn't matter. The whole crowd does it with him. Now, when he's on his own, The Rock ends up, at a few times in this promo, kind of talking over himself a little bit. And I'll talk to you just like this until you like me. Until everyone likes me. Please, like that. Shut your bitch ass up. It's tonight the night that they're not going to boo me. Especially the men. It's tonight the night... Well, Gene, I think... Uh, but my name's John... It doesn't matter what your name is. It's like, John Cena coming out here, you can... Shut your dumb ass mouth! John Cena, you say you talk about The Rock and the people... He just shouts out. the fuck is he, like? Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Do you notice the more and more annoying The Rock gets, the bigger his drums get? Like, if you smell... What, The Rock? is cooking. Whereas this one's, if you smell... <laughs> what the rock, all life on earth wiped out, is cooking. Yeah, I don't like his tracksuit, although it did look very, very comfy. 
Yeah, that's what it is. It's comfort, mate. There's a uh, 18 in one sign uh, as he's coming down. It just made me go, lol, no. Because <laughs> how anyone could think that Triple H would beat the streak is uh, beyond me. You know what? At the time, people thought he might have. I thought he might. Because, I mean, it was Triple H. Yeah. But we do have streak on the line later. Although you wouldn't think anything has happened at this WrestleMania considering we're fucking 20 minutes in and it's all just been about The Rock. Yeah. And can I talk as well when The Rock comes into the ring? That fucking cube, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I, the cube is out all night just projecting. It's like a bad guy or a boss from a Sega Mega Drive game. <laughs> Look, we can make one 3D image. Ah! What's, what's the thing from Mother, Geigers? Geigers projected It's a little bit more Andros than Geigers, but seriously. It is kind of awkward at this point because there's two things that this is missing. You need someone to set the scene Thank you for welcoming us into our homes in front of a large cell audience, the pageantry, the granddaddy. You need that to set the scene mm. for WrestleMania. And because Cole is a heel here tonight, more on that later, and The Rock certainly isn't going to do that, you've got like this long, awkward intro to WrestleMania where... You're not being welcomed as a viewer. I'd like to be thanked for letting them yeah. into my home. Yeah, yeah but more or less, off, you're more yeah. or less getting welcome to WrestleMania. Fuck off, is what Cole is doing without obviously swearing. <laughs> the Rock stalls so fucking much. Oh, this fucking kills me. He's like he's just trying to fill his time up or something. When The Rock says wrestle, the people will say mania. Wrestle. 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 And to all the WWE supers, The Rock has got goosebumps. Good Lord Almighty! And to all the WWE superstars, past and present, and to one WWE superstar in particular, who right now is in the back trying to decide which rainbow fruity pebble t-shirt he's gonna put on tonight. This is gonna get good. This is gonna get good. Before we do this next one, let The Rock take a drink of water, but this just ain't any water. This is the people's water. When The Rock says Yabba, the people say Dabba. Yabba! I say Lance, you say Armstrong, Lance! Armstrong! You all knew. <laughs> Doing warm-up exercises with the crowd as well, yeah. getting them to sing along and shit. This kind of should have happened before the cameras were on. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is like Justin Roberts saying, okay guys, yeah. the crowd that makes the most, no, Jeremy Borash at Teenage <laughs> the guys who make the most noise out of you 17 people are going backstage <laughs> to meet the wrestlers you were in the queue for earlier to get into the building. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, the Rock completely lost me when he picked up the water and said, this is the people's water. <laughs> with, with no passion in his voice. Right. This is the you... people's water. Fuck off, Rock. No, this is the people's 
fucking crutch because you can't do a full promo without having a drink of water. Mate, you're not doing a podcast, you're doing a promo. There's a difference. You can't cut out the drinking of the water afterwards. When I say yabba, the people say dabba. Fuck off, Brock. Fuck off. Yabba dabba. Is he advertising for Halifax? (laughs) I was hoping the Rock would go for more of a Top Cat vibe here. But the Rock makes a very big promise at the start of this. The most memorable WrestleMania of all time. Yeah. All Forget, time. Forgetting that he took part in WrestleMania 17. <laughs> yeah, and several other yeah. WrestleMania. Now, you could have put a little bit of a ring fence around this. The most memorable WrestleMania to date? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not saying that no WrestleMania after 27 could possibly reach the heights we're going to reach here tonight, folks. Because The Rock is here. Unlike those other ones where I wrestled main event matches <laughs> yeah. with some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Okay. Um, the Rock says, can you feel it? Can you taste it? Can you smell it? Can you dig it? <laughs> uh, it was uh, interesting to see The Rock sweat sweating here. He was sweating more than he was if he was at a high school coach's fake funeral here. <laughs> Seriously. Did the sweat... Why does he sweat so much? It made me mad uncomfortable because it, like he's there doing these warm-up exercises with the crowd, sweating loads. It looked to me like he was like, ah, I'll just wing it. And he got out of there and he was like, oh, oh he's WrestleMania. There's a lot of people here. Should, I should have prepared. Uh, when The Rock says, uh, Yabba, you sweet Yabba. Uh, give me some water. <laughs> He also has his protege from NXT, which had started its second season around this time. It's a Brodus Clay there. Curtis Hughes 2.0, basically. Jesus, lads. Is there anything more fucking depressing than seeing Brodus Clay there in his fucking pound shop t-shirt he made himself? Do you see what was written on the back? It looked like it said, She? (laughs) (laughs) S-H-E-E-E-E-E. She? <laughs> That's what it looked like. Cause I, I, I just kept, I, I couldn't pay attention to a lot of this match because I was thinking, what the fuck is written on Clay's back? What I was, it? I was interesting. I mean, like, could she be like? It's, it's his grunt. He does say she. He and he purposely wrote she on his back. Yeah, because there's a point where the referee goes over and goes, get out of the way there. And he goes, I didn't do nothing. She. Oh, is he just uh, watched the wire? Then? I think he's yeah, trying to do the wire. I get it. Is he trying to be Senator Clay Davis? Because he's <laughs> yeah. not got the well, figure for Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay Davis. Brodus, Senator Brodus <laughs> Clay Davis. Like. You might be onto something there, Billy. Yeah, the Funkasaurus is going to go to the Senate and be corrupt as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I will say at this point in time, though, that Del Rio not going after Edge's legitimate neck injury exposes the business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day, Bill Watts, he would have used magic to heal the neck and then just break his arm afterwards <laughs> and make that a little bit more legitimate. I could buy as a viewer, time limit draw, Bill Watts. He does a top rope arm drag, Del Rio, at one point, fucking beautiful. So good. And then we get Josh Matthews chiming in. Great defense by Del Rio. That's offense, you fucking goon. <laughs> I think Josh Matthews might take the award for current most annoying wrestling announcer. Yeah, he's the new Michael Cole. I've from the never era. liked Josh Matthews. Did you uh, hear? Because he's with TNA at the moment, isn't he? <laughs> By the time this episode comes yeah. out, TNA might well, need to exist. <laughs> Be careful, yeah. you're going to can't future-proof this if you talk they've, about uh, TNA. They've been lowering his voice on broadcast. They've been making his voice deeper. Because they Seriously. don't. Seriously, you just fucking fire him and get a new person. They'd be making his 
They've been changing the pitch of his voice. They've been auto-tuning Josh yeah. Matthews on it. It's fuck. I mean, you've got Josh Matthews who's playing this kind of like, oh, I don't know how to keep Jerry and Michael Cole away from each other. He's trying to do a play-by-play and Cole's trying to do it over him. Mm. So you've got these two guys who are basically at loggerheads mm. and I don't feel that it's the best environment for you know, Cole to maybe help teach Josh and get to yeah. that next level. And I don't think Josh ever did reach that next level of announcing. For me, he'll always be the guy who, when he turns to the camera on his first live Raw, his nose shot out a hot jet of blood. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to my... <laughs> <laughs> no, everyone's going to know I'm not a real man. I'm just a little boy in a man suit. <laughs> I'll always remember him as the, as the guy who got... Um, Possessed by the Undertaker. Oh, enjoying oh. the ride. <laughs> I kind of hope you get possessed by Booger Red Undertaker. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's immediately chewing tobacco juice comes out of nowhere. Like, John, my diet soda. What are you doing? Edge misses his spear, and then Del Rio locks in that cross arm breaker again. But Edge reverses and locks in lol the Educator. Uh. <laughs> I love seldom used submissions. In terms of wrestling moves, it's the guy who has a voice at the start of his wrestling theme of themes. You yeah. Know? Seldom used wrestling submissions, a colossal clutch. I'm a big fan of. That's the Big Show submission movie yeah. for one month. Nice. The Batista bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rings of Saturn. And of course, the move that he never broke out in the UFC because it's simply too dominant. The Brock Lock. The Brock Lock. <laughs> the Brock Lock, where he would pick you up and bend your knee the way it's meant to be bent. The Brock Lock, Brock Lock sounds like a goblin from a fantasy film. Brock Lock. <laughs> Warwick Davis could play a Brock Lock, I he think. Could. And the call of the night from Michael Cole as we end this. Finally, Cody Rhodes gets retribution for all of those tricks. Those nasty tricks. Those dirty tricks. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I want to form a tag team called Dirty Tricks. <laughs> dirty Tricks. <laughs> One of us can be Dirty Tricks, the other can be Nat. Like, we could be, we could just be Tricks, right, is our group name. And then when any comedy, Dirty, dirty Nasty, nasty. Smelly. <laughs> those, those stinky tricks. <laughs> Michael Cole, shut up. Jerry Lawler tells us, that Snoop Dogg is in the his house. <laughs> What's lamer, Jerry Lawler saying his house or HBK going HB shizzle? <laughs> Which is worse? They're both awkward as hell. We get this audition gimmick with Teddy Long and Snoop Dogg. Straight out of Blackpool, I'm William Regal. Everybody knows that I do nothing legal. Mess with my man Snoop, and you won't be chilling. Because I'll show you why I'm straight up villain. Was that gangster enough for you? Mm-mm. Next. Next! We will, we will rock you. Rock you. Next. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Teddy, I think we got a winner. Well, Snoop, I think we got a problem. You see, Hornswoggle, he can't talk or anything. Is that true? 
You know what? I think we need to roll on up out of here, player. Exit stage left. AKA your little brizzle. A rhyme so tight, I am the main mizzle. Beavers all around, leprechauns ain't clowns. Oh, but I don't know how to get down. What were your thoughts? I remember this from the time, like, and just this is one of those moments where it's solidified, like, oh, everyone's right, wrestling is crap nowadays. This is maybe the worst WrestleMania segment I've ever seen. Well, actually, there's still another couple <laughs> yes. hours left on this yeah. show. Is it Mick Foley, Deadliest Catch, promotional material? Oh, bad, or? Yeah, it's, it's genuinely up there. How about you, Bill? My name is William Regal, and I'm here to say, I'm here to rap in a Blackpool way. <laughs> Look at my notes. <laughs> Almost the exact same. What I was going to say is that Regal, when he was rapping, he was really like your Louis Theroux when he does the rapping. Yeah. Thing. My paper doesn't jingle, it folds. <laughs> oh, is that good? Was that okay? Remember when the NWA came onto the scene and... They were such angry young men. <laughs> the things they'd seen in Compton, they were just... Dreadful, <laughs> dreadful stuff. Ice Cube as well. Angry young man. I think Regal killed it though compared to everyone else. Yeah, Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder singing Friday. Uh. Oh, him getting smacked upside the head with a coconut though by Roddy yeah. Roddy Piper. That was pretty fun, right? But Something. that being said. I laughed so hard at Chris Masters doing the drum to We Will Rock You with his pecs. Yoshi Tatsu singing, not so much. Yeah, Yoshi. Chris Masters mo- dancing with his pecs made me laugh. Do you hear what you're saying? No, I, 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 I'm unironically a, ma- a Chris Masters man. Really? I love Chris Masters. Um, He's from your time, mate. Yeah, I, love, I genuinely love Chris Masters. So I was like, it was. A, I was like, oh my god, there's someone I used to watch when I was a kid. It was like the first time I really got that. Not yeah. I just kind of like the idea of them bringing in Chris and Yoshi, and Yoshi and Chris are like, why are we here? Just shut guys, getting a lot of stuff to record here today. Right, do the thing with your pecs. What? Do the fucking thing with your pecs. What are you doing? We're playing music of people clapping because no one will clap for you when we do it live. <laughs> go 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 go. That's what it'd sound like if people cared about you, Chris Masters. <laughs> Oh no! I've had enough! I'm back on Imagine me if I'm a robot, because that is the core's entrance music. It's the core! Taking on the lads. All that gold and no one gives a fucking shit. Michael Cole sums it up when this group is wandering to the ring and you can hear a fucking pin drop. The only noise you can hear is someone going, what the fuck is that t-shirt he's wearing? Looks stupid. <laughs> and Michael Cole goes, here comes the core. I like this group. <laughs> Four goofs in terrible t-shirts. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about their opponents. Because, like, what the fuck is that team as well? Oh, that's a random assembly. That's a bunch serious. of lads. That is four goofs. But fucking four goofs, though, in the core. That is a seriously bad gimmick. The mm. core? 
I mean, at least the Nexus had cool T-shirts. <laughs> I'm saying that because I still ha- haven't got rid of my Nexus T-shirt, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cool eventually. H- half the people in this match are no longer in the company. Yeah, yeah. Four of the eight are not here anymore. Weird. It's hard to think that a group as well developed and established as the core. <laughs> Do you know what the original plan for WrestleMania was? I shit you not. This is what they thought was going to put butts in seats: the core versus the new Nexus. Or on Nexus New, as I like to call them in Irish. The core versus the Nexus. So it would be the core versus... Was Wade Barrett just going to fight himself? No, yeah, no. The new Nexus. The new Nexus. Oh, you yeah. see, the core was formed, Billy, because CM Punk stole the Nexus away from Wade Barrett in mm-hmm. a random moment that made no sense. And then the Nexus was split in two, and you had... Uh, is it, Justin Gabriel, it's hard to remember their names. These guys are really difficult. <laughs> yeah, Justin Gabriel and Heath Slater didn't want to side with Punk, so they went over with Wade Barrett to SmackDown, and they also recruited Ezekiel Jackson to become the core. And then in the new Nexus, you had Husky Harris, uh, Michael McGillicuddy, David Otunga. Jesus. You had Punk. Oh, and Mason Ryan. Oh, man. Oh. An all-star fucking cast. And you know you're bad when you're the new Nexus when you didn't make the cut and the core did. Uh, yeah. The core. Those t-shirts. Diagonal fucking writing. Yeah. That, these guys didn't take the first year design at the University of Lincoln, obviously. <laughs> they don't know what's going on. I do kind of want a core t-shirt, though. <laughs> It'd be a good, ironic t-shirt. I, I'm thinking now my next thing is I'm going to assemble a collection of the worst wrestling t-shirts nice. ever made. Blow me into the stratosphere. The China. The China. Oh. The core. Oh, that is, is worse than those other two put together. You went away from wrestling, Adam. Mm. Came back here, Big Show and Kane. Kane was one of your faves. Yeah, like, I mean, outside of all the disappointment of, like, you know, how they were after all those years it was cool to know that there was still at least a small handful of mm. guys back from the day that was still around like and hadn't really even gone away for any time like did you keep, was always there did you keep tabs on kind of Kane because he was your fave as a kid like. yeah like I, I would occasionally like check in online and stuff and like look at what's going on so I knew about him getting unmasked and all that that wasn't a surprise or anything <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that wasn't a surprise it was a disappointment I, like, I, I like dropped my onion rings like <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> That's Kane, mate. <laughs> no, no, I'm not Slow that. chemical Kane, mate. Oh. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Oh, another star of the Attitude Era. Jesus Christ, it's Drew Carey. The booze. Yeah. Jesus, the booze. You know like as well as a Drew Carey? He does that little, you know, that actor's thing, you know, that I'm so humble to be here. The, yeah. the fingers up, the little nod. <laughs> Fuck off, Drew Carey. Like, come on. Road Dad, Jesse James. That's the Road Dog's father. I um, had no idea who that was. Yeah. No well, idea. Well, look, Bob Armstrong. Oh. He's a tough man. He wrestled for TNA when he was in his 60s. Ah, Jesus. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! Big fan of Hogan. Big fan of Hogan. I'm a big fan of Ho Holan as well, Billy. He's uh, made waves in the Cruiserweight Classic. Big, I'm a big fan of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. I know. When he was in his tag team with uh, Eugene. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. In 2006. Yeah. He's, uh, you know what? I'll say about Jim Duggan. You know what, I'm pretty sure he is probably a huckster in that he'll do anything to get on TV and all that. But he's always managed to have a, a connection with the crowd yeah. and the audience. And 
during that run you're talking about, you know, he overcame cancer and he came, he did a big mm. comeback and all that in his fucking fifties. And he wasn't brought, he was brought on as a member of the roster to, to be there, and he did. And I thought he always looks happy to be there. That's true. That's definitely true. He he's, never seems like he's taking it just for us. Like, oh, I need some money. He always checked. looks like he looks like being there. Looks like he likes being there. Watch Legends House, and you'll see probably why we love Axel Jim Duggan. Mm-hmm. He's such like he's like a lovely paternal figure. He's very kind to people. There's a lot of shitheads in wrestling, and particularly from that era. And you know what? He's a lovely lad. And I do think it's very fun that the most upset he's ever been in his life was when he got in trouble for being uh, <laughs> for being caught smoking pot in the same car as the Iron Sheik. Uh, do you ever see that shoe interview where he's like, yeah. and they gave out to me, and the thing they were really annoyed about was that I was smoking pot in the same car as the Iron Sheik. And I thought, that's ridiculous. Superfly murdered his girlfriend, and you didn't give out <laughs> to him. Come on. Fuck, you know? <laughs> There was one lone moment in this though, because Cole as a heel was entertaining at times, really entertaining, and he was going so harsh and getting no comeuppance that he was someone you wanted to see get killed at this mm. point. So Cole finally agrees that yes, he will fight Jerry Lawler at WrestleMania, provided he can have his own special guest referee appear. And this person had been gone from the company since WrestleMania 25, and he retired. And Cole brings out the person to sign the contract, JBL, is coming back, his old broadcast <laughs> colleague. And JBL comes out with a fucking triple, quadruple-breasted suit, a giant cowboy hat, and he's like, I'm about to become a legend and we come back to the WWE. Cole was wearing a, a, an all-white suit here. <laughs> He literally, he looks like, he looked like the devil. <laughs> and JBL's about to sign this contract. He says, like, I'm about to go back into the main event and come back home like, and help my good friend Michael beat Jerry Lawler. And Austin comes out, big return, huge pop. He stuns JBL and JBL actually came out of his cowboy boots. <laughs> And Michael, and Michael Cole retreats to the coal mine, scared that Austin's going to kill him. And he starts screaming, no, Steve, don't, don't do it, don't sign it. And Austin picks up the contract and signs it and then walks over to Michael Cole and goes, good luck in your match, brother. <laughs> and he opens up like nine cans of beer and pours them over Cole. And Cole's like starts crying, like weeping profusely. <laughs> Jerry yanks... Cole's hand from the coal mine so Cole like gives him the handshake and he's like Jerry I'm so sorry I'm so sorry Jerry he shakes his hand and he goes Jerry 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 no Jerry no and he pulls him in and the, the face of uh, Michael Cole gets squished against the glass I found that very funny yeah, indeed. yeah it's very funny I was hoping that it- that Jerry would be able somehow to pull him all the way through. <laughs> you know, like at the end of Alien Resurrection. <laughs> just him, him being sucked through this tiny hole. I just thought that if he pulled on him for more than like 10 seconds more, he would have morphed permanently into a Dick Tracy villain by the way he was pulled out of there. John, my diet soda, what are you doing? Jerry wins, and Jim Ross with the call of the night. Finally. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> that sounds like me in the stars, a million miles away. <laughs> Not finally, comma another sentence. <laughs> finally, throws up his head. I'm going, but I've seen chess matches more exciting. I'm out of here. Oh Jesus! 
And uh, Steve Austin starts drinking beer and Booker... He's not catching the beer. No. What's happened? He's had it's a fucking... WrestleMania and Austin can't catch beer. What is this? He catches one, finally. <laughs> <laughs> Booker T, obviously spotting his dog drinking beer, has to join in. This, this, look, this does not look planned. This genuinely, yeah. this genuinely looks like Booker said, "Fuck it, I'm getting in the I ring." Absolutely I, agree with it you. It doesn't look like uh, when he comes in, Austin looks a bit confused. <laughs> I don't think Austin knew this was going to happen. Just run with it, guys. <laughs> I'm one of the guys too. Let's all play. He does a fucking spinneroonie. Yeah, and gets, gets stunneroonied. Um, do you know Booker T is not physically capable of doing the spinneroonie anymore? <gasps> he had an operation. Oh no! Oh, it's really sad. That sucks. During the actual broadcast of this, we had Johnny Cash for when uh, Undertaker came out, and when Triple H's Roman Soldiers came out, yeah, they played a bit of Metallica. Yeah. They expertly deleted over all of that. Uh, WWE Network has edited that, so they don't have to pay for the rights. There was something very Deathlock about uh, Triple H's entrance. Yes, yes. Thoughts on Triple H's Shao Kahn? You barely saw it. You, yeah. saw, you saw the shadow of it, the camera cut away, and he was, he was out. Just regular you barely life. saw it. Yeah. You know what's weird about the whole Skull King thing? There was some random WrestleMania weekend documentary once where they were like chatting with Stephanie out of character and they were like modeling some Skull King mask or helmet for Triple H and she's like, oh, this is like completely different to Hunter even. It's like its own character now. It's its own thing. It's its own identity and brand and we feel there's a lot of exciting things to come with this Skull King character. And she started talking about how they were going to do like fucking movies and books and games and all this shit. Like, what? Mate, just because Triple H wears it when you two have sex, obviously, doesn't <laughs> mean that any of us care yeah. about the Skull King. It is Shao Kahn, Alright, that is yeah, all yeah, it is though. That is it. Have you seen the WWE Zombies Triple H toy? Is it Shao Kahn by any chance? <laughs> it, it's the Skull King and it looks fucking amazing. The rest of them look shit but the, the Triple H toy is so good to the point where I want to collect all of them just so I can have that one as well. <laughs> I, want all them. I want Paige, I want Dean Ambrose, I want, especially want Triple H. It looks like a, such a cool toy. Yeah, I mean it's, it's toy-etic. But it is just Shao Kahn. Mm. And what I think I love as well is that every year when he comes out dressed as Shao Kahn, someone will make a Shao Kahn joke and then loads of people on Twitter. I mean, I've gotten so many angry, the angriest mm. tweets I've ever gotten in my life on a podcast of when I went, Triple H looks like Shao Kahn. And someone goes, I made that joke, that's mine! <laughs> you somehow scrolled through the nine billion yeah. tweets and found mine and stole that unique original yeah. snowflake of a thought. <laughs> We've all played Mortal Kombat, lads. Michael Cole, shut up! Now this isn't this match isn't all you know doom nasty. and gloom. Yeah, there is a nice little light at the end of the tunnel. We have our grunt of the night. You know? Hey! It's, uh, yes, I forgot about the grunt of the. Oh goodness! Cena picks up Miz to go for the AA, and as he picks him up, he makes a big yeah! explosion. Yeah! Noise. <laughs> <laughs> Just for you guys, the latest in grunt technology has allowed me to actually record this grunt just so you guys can actually hear it. Oh my Oops. god. Does this mean it's going to be an end to misinterpretation of grunts? That's exactly my plan. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. Enhance. <laughs> <laughs> That's our grunt of the night. That's 
fucking that's like the invention of like you know this this is as big a moment in the Attitude Era podcast for when Raw when Jerry Lawler found out he was able to draw over the screen with a big here, you got a penis. <laughs> <laughs> if this penis came, this is where the semen would go. <laughs> so the big match has been booked. John Cena in the Rock, Miami, Florida, his hometown, WrestleMania 28. And we've got a few roadblocks in the way. Of course, we're going to be reviewing Survivor Series beforehand. The proper Teddy Long pay-per-view. Now, hold on a minute, players. We're going to make this a tag team match. Adam, Billy, I don't know if we're even going to get to WrestleMania 28. Because I don't think The Rock and John Cena can stop The Miz and R-Truth. I just don't feel like they might be able to. Even, Even though they probably will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, we don't even need to record it now, do we? Yeah. <laughs> that was our review. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> I have a funny feeling we're going to get to the end of this whole fucking sequence of matches and pay per views and speed. Finally. Billy. For the first time ever, I will not be giving a match of the night. <laughs> what? <laughs> Genuinely, I wrote that down in my notes, not writing a match of the night. Really? No God. one deserved it. All level playing field of terrible for me. Terrible! Wow. Did not. Every match, terrible. Yeah. MVP? Genuinely, do you, know, do, you, do you want to know who I wrote down as my MVP? I put fucking Snooky, because she fucking surprised me. <laughs> I cannot We're believe. getting out, this is season two. We're getting back to the. <laughs> <laughs> This fucking is, no match of the night and fucking Snooky. This, this is what is you've done to me. <laughs> Just wait until you see how far we're gonna go. The attitude there was small potatoes. <laughs> if I was gonna give it to a real person, punk. Yeah. But that's begrudging. Begrudging. Snooky and punk. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Hello, everyone. Again, it's Kevin. Uh, joined as I am in this bonus look at. The Summer of Punk by my good pal and cohort, comrade, coffee and colleague, Adam. Hello. Hello, Kevin. You're right. I'm very, very well. I'm very excited to talk about Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah, me too. It's good to be doing bonus episodes again that aren't reality shows <laughs> loosely linked with wrestling. <laughs> um, even though the new series of Broken Skull Challenge has started on Dave. Oh, it's tempting, isn't it, Kevin? Yeah, it's very, very tempting. Particularly with a lot of action on Twitter as well. People suggesting UK-based challenges Broken Skull Challenge. for the Broken Skull yeah. Challenge. We got one from someone who tweeted in saying, uh, all y'all gotta stay out here in the rain waiting for the number 35 bus <laughs> I call this bench warfare <laughs> bench y'all gotta colonize my ranch <laughs> tea madness extreme queuing etc but no we decided to go for uh, actual wrestling actual wrestling because yeah. probably thinking, right, we're doing our our new series, we're looking at attempts to recreate the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you and I usually do a bit of bonus stuff along the way. And we can't really do UK-based pay-per-views for 2011. Not unless you want to see some awful shite. I mean, there weren't pay-per-views, actually, at this point. No, they there? started be, doing Raw and SmackDown. Raw, like, random episodes of Raw that happened to be in the UK. Remember that episode of SmackDown in Liverpool, where Vince McMahon came out and he's like, Liverpool? What is that, like a skin condition? <laughs> Come on, cheer! It's WWE and shit. You like these guys, right? Can we review that? Was it SmackDown that was in Italy where Vince couldn't understand? <laughs> what are you people? 
people's sake. <laughs> I remember, like, at the time thinking, you know, geez, when was the last time we had a work shoot? It was like Joey Styles in 2006. Yeah, when he quit. Like, I quit. I don't like commentating yeah. anymore. Uh, he mocks God. <laughs> Just like I mock Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> And women's vaginas. I hate women. <laughs> oh my god, I hate women and I hate liberals and I hate anyone who says that there's co- Joey Styles in the drowned earth on his own, <laughs> floating around on a broken commentary table. There's no climate change for Barack Hussein Obama. Other than Joey Styles, we hadn't really had many uh no, worksheets. <laughs> I love as well the use of the footage in here as well, fading to black and white at appropriate moments to emphasize how important it is. Mm. And then you <laughs> talk about Vince McMahon. They don't say that he surrounded himself with glad-handed douchebags, but he does include the client about him saying that he surrounds himself with yes-men yes. and includes footage of Dolph Ziggler shaking Vince McMahon's hand. <laughs> I do think that's unfair because that was his fucking gimmick for a while. <laughs> Ziggler would be like, hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. Shake you that hand. hand like, yeah. come on, you know? <laughs> And also as well, the one that really fired up John Cena, who's here to try and save us in this, is John, you have become the New York Yankees. Oh yeah, the franchise. And I've never seen such fire (laughs) in John Cena's eyes. Don't you fucking dare compare me to a sports team, mate. Adam Biblo, you truly are the Glasgow Diamonds. (laughs) You've come here for football. Football's your game. Adam Bibolo, you truly are the Leicester City. What? Are the Yankees are bad? I guess. Because they're a big, like, they're not the underdogs. They're the big, big H- guy. wore a Yankees hat. Is that a bad guy? They're the Manchester United of America, I guess. <laughs> mate, everyone loves Manchester United. But they're a franchise. I mean, mate, why did we I moved here? Why did you move here? It was for the footy, wasn't it? Oh, no, mate. I'm a West Bromwich Albion guy through and through. You should know that about me. Boing, boing, baggies, baggies, as they say. <laughs> John, my diet soda. What are you doing? And now it's time for the hashtag lamest Twitter moment of 2011, of which there were many. None of us really knew what we were doing. All <laughs> naked mole rats. There's out. only 140 <laughs> characters. What am I going to do with this? Fresh out of the womb. Hi! <laughs> That's my first tweet. But yeah, one of the real awkward ones was when everyone started chanting, we want ice cream mm. on an episode of Raw. And then Dave Lagana and all of us who are in the we want wrestling hashtag movement for hashtag we want wrestling... All stray away. The chanting we want wrestling. Our little moment or movement with 5,000 followers is, is worldwide. Uh, millions. <laughs> what will we do, Dave Lagania? Of her millions come before you. It's fine. You'll never reach the levels of hijack raw cringe <laughs> like that. No. I mean, at least Dave Lagana got a job out of it at the end. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the only thing. Oh, what could possibly ruin the precious memories of Money in the Bank 2011? A pay-per-view, by the way, which I had declared, you know, I said at the start here, yep. special pay-per-view, has its own little DVD uh-huh. on the shelf. I thought it was one of my favorite pay-per-views ever. I was thinking, is it possible to be nostalgic for 2011? Yeah. Hey, Kevin, remember the Irish financial collapse? <laughs> remember realizing you couldn't emigrate back home? <laughs> remember <laughs> remember Michael Cole, Jerry Lawler, and Booker <laughs> T on fucking commentary? Oh, uh, no. You know what? I actually think 
I preferred the WrestleMania 27 yeah. one. Say what you want about Josh Matthews. You can understand the words he's saying. Like, particularly, Booker T is all... Particularly when we have Josh's voice taken down a few octaves. <laughs> like, I don't... He doesn't need it, but I just like to do it now. Just, I feel it. It gives his voice an extra timber and quality. But Jesus Christ, Booker T. Oh. I apologise if our observations tonight are heavily skewed towards Booker T. <laughs> WrestleMania 27 is a distant memory. We know this because Booker says, It's money in the bank, dog. Woof, woof. <laughs> we start off with our SmackDown Money in the Bank ladder match, where we have Sin Cara, the original Sin the Cara. The Sin Cara. Sin Cara classic. Yeah. We've also got Wade Barrett, mm -hmm. my boy, that superhero, D. Brine, Kane, Heat Slater, <laughs> Sheamus... And uh, Justin Gabriel. Yeah. Now, there's a quite a cast of characters here. What a weird bunch. It's never going to get easy looking back at 2011 and seeing the mid-card that never was. Mm. As in, it's this whole group of Charmeleons that will never become a Charizard. Honestly, yes. Yeah. You're just going to get traded away and left in the computer. And I really think, like... It's easy to say that looking back now because fucking most of the guys in this match aren't even around anymore or certainly not wrestling for the company at least. But did anyone ever really believe in this mid-card? Like, was there any point where everyone thought like, Justin Gabriel, one day, you know, fucking one day he's going to make something of himself. Or like, what, do you think they were more along the lines of, here are some bodies. Yeah. If they get over, all well and good, but we're not making any effort. What I mean is like, in 2016 now, the mid-card is kind of credible. It's not amazing, but you can sort of buy into a few of those guys being stars one day. The mid-card, at this point in time, I've never seen such a dodgy-looking selection of guys. It's a collection of guys who are either past it, mm. have had their moment come and go, yeah. which is a lot of them. Wade Barrett. Yeah. yeah. Like, ten times over his moment has come <laughs> yeah. and gone. And it's only 2011. <laughs> yeah. It's Jesus gone five years left. fucking hell. Can we talk about Sin Cara here as well? Mm. Now, I know you might get mixed up about it, but this here, that's the original Sin Cara. Yes, you can tell because of the white, white mark on his, uh, <laughs> on his boot there. His music is fucking rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Every fucking temple level in every shitty yeah. platform ever, or crappy RPG intro. <laughs> Sin Cara has a legendary mask. They say if you collect all the masks and complete the mythical botches of Dingley Doo, <laughs> that you might be able to make it through a whole match injured and not cry and go home. <laughs> and then you must defeat our greatest foe yet, Alberto Del Rio. He doesn't believe in our ways. He'll try and take your mask off and stiff you and potato you every chance he gets, because he's a fucker. I will say as well, he is in Booker T's Fave 5. Yes. We get introduced to the Fave 5 here. Quite quickly. But he didn't really mention that much of WrestleMania. I think Fave 5 is like a relatively new addition I think at this point. this summer was when he came up with the Fave 5. He discovered YouTube and set up a vlog. That's what it was. What is the Fave 5 to you, Adam? The Fave 5 can be any number of people, from what I understand. <laughs> like, despite <laughs> its it, name. It can like, be any number of people. It can. That's I it. think on this show alone, he said eight people are in his Fave 5. Like, everyone's in the fucking Fave 5. I did try to keep track of it. Mm. And what's funny about the Fave 5 is that it's something that's so easy to mock and yet it seems to be just beyond the grasp of Michael Cole yeah you're Fave 5 it's and that was it he didn't even <laughs> he just like he either thought of a joke and got scared or like no Vince was in the headset like you fucking lay off the Fave 5 <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with the Fave 5 <laughs> like, you know 
Michael Cole, shut up! What happens next really did knock me for six because I did look at the, at the mattress thing and I had written down Justin Gabriel and all of a sudden I hear, Oh, so not David Otunga comes out. No. It's Justin Gabriel. I know zilch about Justin Gabriel. He's the um, Cape Town, South Africa yeah. daredevil. Right. And he was a bad guy who did the 450 splash. Bullshit. Mate, look at Justin Gabriel. Ah. Oh. 450 that splash. Coward. That could be a thing of beauty instead. It makes my stomach turn. <laughs> Knowing that those flips are all Nexus endorsed flips. <laughs> Every one of those degrees is a betrayal in disguise. Damn you. Oh, the core have broken up at this yes, point. Yes, no, the core. I know. So, I mean, Justin Gabriel is literally pissing in the wind. Yeah. You can tell they haven't got plans for Justin Gabriel. an international flair in tonight's matchup. They're watching from all over the world. Wade Barrett's United Kingdom, Sin Cara's Mexico, also live in Italy, Australia, Switzerland, and the armed forces. There's an Irish guy there! <laughs> Seamus is there! You're the heel, Cole, and he's a heel. What the fuck? What have we got to do to get you to mention? Mate, you got it once. You should just be grateful you had that and then leave it there. Do you think Michael Cole is like everyone in the fucking NHS and just assumes Ireland's part of the United Kingdom? <laughs> it's not! It's not! Also watching live in Southern Ireland, it's not that either! It's fucking not that either! Oh my god! Being the real Sin Cara is not like being the real Slim Shady or anything, okay? It's not going to get it's you anything. Like in The Simpsons, when you have the real Principal Skinner, but no one wants him, <laughs> we'd rather have the fraud. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, he gets powerbombed through a ladder and then tied onto a train and driven away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no one could understand him because he would only speak it in Spanish, and no one's going to learn to speak Spanish, so I guess, you know, that's the way it is. And as well, not only did he get removed, he was stretched away. Yeah. Yeah, make a big show of it and everything. Normally when you see a stretcher come out, I was thinking like, oh, they'll get to the ramp and then Sin Cara is going to come back out and have a big spot for himself. Like, nope, he's I, gone. I don't think Sin Cara's there. I kind of go, well, I'm not getting up and leaving. Right? <laughs> and then the time, the time he literally hurt his, his, his baby finger and he's there literally laying there going, come on, lads, where's the fucking stretcher? Like, Call the match know? off for it. <laughs> hey, Big Show, you remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. We get something which happens so rarely, it only happens for an age. A moment, uh, moment so mythical and so... I mean, you'll always remember where you were, Adam. The day, the night, the moment. The core reunited. They've had the enough. Core. I'll make them see. The core reunionize themselves and they work over Kane. They work over Kane core style. In a moment so memorable, I don't remember what it is they actually did. <laughs> And then after that, there's a core D-union as the goons work over Barrett to silence. Lol had Slater outlasting all these other lads. This is one of the most underwhelming 
oh, the faction are exploding and they're taking apart their leader at long last. They're getting their hands on Wade. No one gives... Like, literally silence. No one gives a fuck about this. It's like if the Union exploded in 99. <laughs> like, and I'm like, finally. Apparently finally, Union... Test is going to get his hands on Shamrock. The, the, the Union did explode as well. I don't even remember don't why. Don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the night that Seamus met Randy Orton inside Hell in a Cell. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, loyal viewer. Did they really have a Hell in a Cell match? Was Kevin just playing a trick on me? You're just gonna have to pause and find out. You're back. Yeah, no, they did, didn't they? <laughs> How? They didn't even leave the ring. That's amazing. It almost felt like they did it as a joke. It's like something Owen Hart would do if he was in a helmet cell match. It's incredible. <laughs> Brian takes a fucking huge tumble. Like a really sick bump in this. And mm. Brian was taking sick bumps throughout yeah. the night here in this match. But he takes this huge big fall. And Cody goes, hey, guys. Hey, guys. You know what you call that, guys? Splash. To which Jerry goes... Is that all you had? Fucking hell. And Michael goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking common hating. When you watch this live, because I mean, you watch it live and you're so sucked into it, you don't pick up on half mm. of this shit. These lads were fucking hiding in plain sight. Yeah. How bad this commentary was yeah. is shocking. There are points tonight where Cole just says, I don't know how to respond to that. And they just just silence for 20 seconds after that. It's like they don't even know what commentating is at this point. Like, they're not even trying to resemble a commentary team. Or they do the thing as well, the little laugh. <laughs> do that little, oh, do that little chuckling tiny... Chuckling together, yeah. <laughs> just Billy Gunn after a promo. <laughs> just over there kind of go, Yeah, Jerry, well, as a matter of fact, that was the incorrect preposition that you used. <laughs> fucking ridiculous John my diet soda what are you doing so Brian who as he's celebrating is referred to as a nerd a gnat and an ant come to ruin a picnic Ugh. that's his victory celebration an ant coming to ruin a picnic fucking amazing what is he flick the inventor ant <laughs> a nerd ant <laughs> hi I'm Daniel Bryan the inventor ant like, I sure hope the harvest goes well this year Hopper and Vince and all the other mean grasshoppers you're gonna come Hopper yeah. <laughs> basically we're gonna eat all the corn where's my hummus let me tell you something okay the vanilla midgets make the moves the top guys eat the moves. <laughs> Backstage, Vince McMahon, Johnny Ace, and Vince McMahon's terrible haircut arrive with their friend, a bad guy 90s attorney, who I imagine in his briefcase had the documents to cancel Christmas and make sure that Dunstan never checks back in. <laughs> what was up with Vince's hair? Oh, man, what has it been? Like, two years since Trump shaved his head at this point? More? Th four years? Four years! WrestleMania 23 was the... Oh, man, I, you know, that is one of the saddest things in wrestling. One of the greatest tragedies ever was Vince shaving his head. Because he had 
the hair. It got like, back there. It did, eventually, but there was a ice long bucket time. challenge was around the time Vince got his hair <laughs> yeah, back. Genuinely, because that was a, the ice bucket challenge. I kind of got into because like, well, Vince has got his hair back and kind of been a good yeah. mood now. I'll do <laughs> the ice bucket challenge. I'll give me some ice. <laughs> For such a long time, he had the worst, like little Steve Martin hairdo. Like Vince, apparently, I've always heard this rumor that Vince once a week, every week. He has a standing appointment in Manhattan. He has a $2,000 haircut. That's what I've heard. Like Vince is like member. You know one of those like Protestant clubs basically. You know the ones that have the whiskey and the chairs with the fucking, yeah, you know, all that. The globe with the bar. In yeah, it, yeah, like old men give you mail all the time. Like those types of places. Apparently Vince gets his haircut in like, you know, this place. $2,000 once a week. Jesus. So for $2,000 every week... For four years, Vince was like, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Have you ever had a haircut that you're too embarrassed <laughs> yeah, to say in the mouth? Yeah. It's like the idea of Vince McMahon being like, I don't want to kind of bring it up. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm paying him two grand. I don't want to hurt his feelings. You know? <laughs> Poor Vince. Michael Cole, shut up. After the match, Henry, Mark Henrylizes show's ankle yes. by putting it in a chair and then just going Bleh. And this is where we get our grunt of the night as well. Big show's selling of his broken ankle. <laughs> oh my god, help me out of it. What I most about it is he comes so close to saying fuck. And he's there like begging for help, like crying. And the guy comes over and he's like, hey, no, no, get away from me. Oh, help. I'm trying to help. No, get away from me. The last thing I want right now is medical attention, mate. All right. What the noise was like is when someone does a bad fart. And the initial reaction is someone's admitted to doing the bad fart. You go, oh, for fuck's sake, you've done... Oh, 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 and it gets worse and someone comes out, no, get away! Get away! I love as well with Big Show. And he gets his own little special car. The car! Oh, because no, I was watching this with my friend. And they bring out the stretcher and she just went... They're awful optimistic, aren't they? And without five seconds going by, a car shows up. A fucking flatbed truck. I like as well when show gets on it, you know, for being brave. And they get this, you know, the... Yeah, the respectful... The, the respectful golf clap. And then it's like, CM Punk. <laughs> Literally a second of it. And it's Big Show going up the ramp. You can see him go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Vince McMahon is like, I offered him the most lucrative contract ever. Yeah, right. Sure he did. Thousand dollar a week. <laughs> nan, nanny, nan. <laughs> I look this motherfucker. He <laughs> looks genuinely heartbroken about this whole situation. Like Vince selling the dire situation that Punk has put him in is so good. I'll tell you, I've, I've always thought this problem was a bit weird because in the end it's like, what happened, Vince? And he goes, well... He told me to 
Get out. Yeah. No one has ever said that yeah, to me. Yeah, he looks before. like his feelings are hurt. <laughs> like, he's a man. Cry. Do you remember Steve Austin? He filled your office full of shit. <laughs> hey, Vince. Yeah, but oh, no, no. Get no, out, no, you yeah, son Stone of a Cold bitch. would never tell Vince to get out. That was too far. <laughs> Steve would never cross a line like You've that. You crossed the line. Screw you. <laughs> You're fired. It's <laughs> because of the finger. <laughs> When they first did it, they treated Truth like he was a, like a legitimate madman. Like they did this thing where like he came out and he was dressed as a Confederate soldier, like doing, talking about the South rising again. The fuck! And everyone was just like, "Oh God, what's wrong with Truth?" Gone like, Ben Horn. He's <laughs> gone <laughs> off the deep. <laughs> Sat there eating a giant sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh... Yeah. I'm so happy we referenced that uh, finally. harmonica from one scene in Twin Peaks. <laughs> finally. Right. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. I will say, though, I like the image of all of them reaching up and grabbing for the belt. Cool spot, when it's yeah. swinging back and forth. That's really, really cool it's image. It's worth doing that, if only so that you can put that image in packages for next year's Which they did. Match. Yeah, exactly. And they're all up there grabbing, and Jerry Lawrence goes, It's like Ryan Rushmore! Mount Rushmore. You know, all the wrestlers at the top of Mount Rushmore. You know, Rushmore. all eight presidents on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Tell me, which president is Alex Riley meant to be, as a matter of fucking interest? The president that got fired for being a bitter piece of shit, like. The president who thought that the sign for a crate wrestler was actually for him, and he got all pissy about it. Is that the president who subtweets? Is that the uh, is that the one that we carved on Mount Rushmore there? Booker T... As Christian is coming out, says, This here, dogs, this is Christian's last run. Yeah, they spend so long talking about, Oh yeah, Christian, he's not got any more time left in him, so kind of needs to get a move on with this title belt. Seriously, like, It's so unfair. I remember like, when Christian's last few matches, he was wrestling with Sheamus, and like they were literally saying things like, you got to think, you know, Christian wants to stand aside for people like Sheamus. Like, how many more has he got like, left in him? Oh, well, Edge is retired, so chances are Christian's not got long left in him. The match starts off with him turning the lights on and off in the ring. <laughs> Come on! I booked you an Uber! Come on! <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> At the end, when uh, Vince McMahon said, John Cena, if you don't beat CM Punk... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> like, I tried... I, I thought, oh, that's a distortion that they've done there to make him seem scarier. And then I went back to playing the episode and actually listened to it, and it's like, John Cena... <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? You don't want to mess with him, mate. Clearly not. No, you don't want to find out what he's talking about. John Cena losing the match here, and of course, as we all now know. <laughs> the following contest. If John Cena does not win... <laughs> John, my diet soda. What are you doing? There is a persistent kitty contingent, even here in Chicago, which warms my heart. Oh, the Let's Go Cena! Cena! It's very small, but they're still there. Cena! <laughs> it's so small, it almost sounds like Michael Cole has made a joke. <laughs> Cena! Cena sucks! <laughs> Cena sucks! We also start our sort of motif which carries on to WrestleMania. Of the song by Flo Rida. What? Oh, sometimes, sometimes I get a feeling. Dip a dip, yeah. dip a dip, 
what I wrote down was that, like, I think The Rock chose this song based on his promo at the start of WrestleMania because it's, oh, sometimes I get a feeling, yeah. I get a feeling that I yabba dabba yabba dabba had the <laughs> oh, yeah. This, this a... is the people's Flo Rida. <laughs> I think The Rock and Flo Rida are mates. Yeah, I bet I'm they fucking are. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Because you know what, 2011, this song stuck in my head. And I'm talking fucking even more than a million miles away. That's because it uses for so many fucking shows. Yeah. Every pay-per-view, every week on Raw, like you hear this song all the fucking time. They change everyone on the roster's entrance music to this song, so they all come out to it. Instead. I'm just one man. Sometimes I get a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole, shut up. Oh God, Michael Cole, this was so fucking cynical what they tried to do here yeah. folks if you're using twitter or facebook tonight don't bother because there's a better website yeah wwe interaction did I you pick up on this heard of this yeah because they Good never reason. mentioned it again yeah. after this he was so unsure of what it was they were plugging here that i had to rewind this three times because <laughs> i thought it was wwe interactive because he put his head down straight away and, folks make sure you're using wwe interaction <laughs> what, what the fuck is wwe interaction it's gonna be rocking all night oh. don't go to twitter or facebook go to our proprietary website <laughs> the whole do you know what it was it was basically just a live feed of all the WWE Twitter and Facebook yeah. pages. So they want you to go there and not go onto Twitter or to Facebook. Well, you so might you... see a different brand no. isn't WWE. Or you might see someone who isn't working with WWE or not a super yeah. fan. You know, someone might say something real, like Chris Benoit for Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hiding the truth, man. So I think this is showing at the point, 2011 is them trying to get the grips of social media. Trying. And WWE interaction. Did you see the way Booker T was looking at that iPad? Like, he literally, like, could not have looked I don't think lost. he'd seen like, an iPad before. I think he just learned that afternoon what an iPad even was. He's like, I got this cool screen here. Look at it, I, I can, can touch, touch it with it. my hands, like, you know? I've you got know, Angry Birds. He's just playing Angry Birds. <laughs> you know it's his iPad because it's got a little spot on it. <laughs> it's got a little white mark. <laughs> Booker T actually thinks WWE interaction is the iPad <laughs> everyone's got one of these dog it's amazing <laughs> fucking incredible we start off with the US championship on the line with Zack Ryder sorry John Morrison taking on Dolph Ziggler <clears throat> Now listen, this ain't a Maybelline. Fucking awful. Open your eyes and see. Too much wasted time. I'm gonna waste, waste no more. Now get up. So It just keeps stopping and starting. <laughs> There's a part where he goes, that, that bit's cool, but okay. that, that bit's playing is only going to be playing if John Morrison is unfortunate for them to tell you. And tonight, WWE is sponsored by Skittles and a bunch of other shit. All you hear is just, it's just fucking awful slam poetry. Like, listen! Open your eyes and see! Uh. Stop! <laughs> John Morrison and Dolph Ziggler. Two men desperately trying to work their way out of a brown paper bag to look up and see that glass ceiling. Yeah. Which they can't see because the light has been obscured by all the brass rings. Oh. All that rich imaginative imagery that Vince <laughs> has given them. 
you know what? I didn't realise until we watched this match just how much I miss Vicky Guerrero. She is oh, I miss her so much. fucking phenomenal in this. Wow! Look who's changed their fucking chin! <laughs> oh, Kevin, you like Vicky Guerrero. Wow, wow, fucking wow. It wasn't that you liked Vicky. It was the uncomfortable, like, we'd be talking like, no, quiet, Vicky's on screen, like, and then, you, and then you go like really quiet and just like staring intently at the screen. She was good. Mad uncomfortable. She was good. And I don't want you ruining it for me with your locker room talk. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. We haven't got a grunt of the night, so this is the next best thing, I guess. It's just Vicky getting sent home like. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like melting into the distance. She's keen to want to go home, like. You know? Just imagine if when Vinnie Jones got the red card, that's how he walked <laughs> <laughs> God almighty, fucking Eve Torres' music is so rubbish. <laughs> oh, oh. It's like someone got the annoying bit at the start of, of Brie Bella's music and made that the whole part of the song. <laughs> they, the, they got that and it's like, she looks good to me, she looks good. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it sounded like someone's done a really shit MIDI version of AJ Styles' theme. <laughs> Half an hour into this show, and this is the first mention of Punk, and it's him backstage in a pre-tape with David Otunga. David Otunga. How fucking quickly did he fall apart, like? abominable you go from him in Vince McMahon's face screaming about you will him. apologize you will apologize all this stuff to nice bow tie David pipe ba ba bomb CM Punk should have a pipe ba ba pipe bomb button when he, when he says things like that nice should have been his gimmick they, like if like pipe bomb like if they pipe bomb like if they managed to get him to re-sign but then decided we've got you to re-sign now fuck you, this is your punishment this now. Is your and then just give him like a sound bar, a soundboard and say, fuck it, deal with it. <laughs> That's no, your gimmick. Just punt it in cross-legged, just going, dictionary, dictionary. <laughs> John, my diet soda, what are you doing? And Rock, I'm not mean to say it every time you're going to bring it up, but I'm going to bring it up. You, in no way, shape, or form. Stop talking about eating pie. <laughs> yeah. The Rock records you just don't know how to orgasm. That's the way I'm looking. <laughs> I was on a forum, a guy told me to do something, The Rock's done it. You want to know why men, men, don't eat your pie? Do you know why men don't do oral sex? Because we're not gay, that's why. Fucking rubbish. And you know what? This little finishy bit that he does here was so like wake up call. You're there, that's your wake up call. The part where he goes, it's as simple as this. It's as simple as this. Boots to asses, all night long, New York City. And he just walks away. <laughs> Boots to asses. Possibly my favorite line of commentary ever, and one that sums up our poor boy Jack Swagger to a T. 
a refocused Jack Swagger after being embarrassed by the Muppets on Raw Monday night. Out <laughs> 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 oh. comes Jack Swagger, like, yeah, on your knees. A refocused Jack Swagger, Kermit the Frog made look like a dick on Raw. He's got Fozzie Bear's numbers on him. He looks so mad <laughs> that the Muppets got one over on him. Michael Cole, shut up! Jesus, remember, forgotten name from 2011. And we had Alex Riley and Evan Bourne mm-hmm. and Jesus Christ, lads. Mason Ryan. What a failed project he was. Do, do you know what makes me so sad in this? Jerry's describing Ryan by saying, nothing really fancy about this guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> genuinely what he that's, says about Mason Ryan. That's how you describe a harvester. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really fancy about this. You know, pretty plain, pretty standard. I bet Vince fucking loved Mason he Ryan. looks exactly like Batista. Yeah, but he's Welsh. And there's two zeros knocked off that contract. <laughs> <laughs> he works for Cirque du Soleil now, don't you? Oh. I will always say, one thing about Mason Ryan, his best gimmick ever, was what I refer to as his Kit Kat gimmick when he was in NXT when he would just come out and go I'm gonna break him in half <laughs> I'm gonna break him in half break him in half I'm gonna he would say it over and over again he'd do his little Kit Kat breaking thing it was like what we did with Rusev I'm gonna when he was get... back in NXT where he would just come out of a plank of wood and he would just <laughs> yeah. break it on his knee backstage Mason Ryan's like Okay, that's my gimmick. <laughs> I know I've not, not, I know I've actually not broken anything in half, but I could. <laughs> if you got any foil I could rub my finger through as well, I'll do that as well, you know. <laughs> the wasteland, there's no way to make it look good. No, no. literally not. It's a shit move. Yeah. It's so bad. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? Create a finisher from yeah. SmackDown versus <laughs> Raw. It's like really you gotta fucking you gotta start off with the AA and then fuck it, just dump him. You know we should have done the same. You should do like with well, a proper create finisher was pick him up for the AA, put him down, up for suplex, down, up for a power bomb, down. Eight taunts, power bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of our old, <laughs> our, our old housemate Isaac, who made his create a wrestler have literally filled out every single slot. Of the move set of the finishing move, <laughs> so it's like throw him against the ropes, pick him up, put him down, throw him against the other ropes, spin him round, put him down, and then the finale was he kicks you in the nuts nine times in a row, just over and over. It basically became a war of attrition because if Isaac hit his finishing move, we would just turn off the console <laughs> and leave the ring. Well, I'm not, I've got somewhere to be in the next eight minutes, so fuck you. <laughs> Coming up next, a match that made me more excited than anything else on this show tonight. Yeah, yeah, same. Have you got your words out and get ready to eat them? Because this is, again, a match which I didn't think I'd be ready for or be excited forever. I'm so excited. Yeah. The Big Show and Mark Henry are going to wrestle again. Fucking yeah! And they've told us that the ring has been reinforced. Where is Big Show going? And now it's Mark Henry. What are we seeing here? Oh my! Oh my lord!
is that Mark Henry has committed. says beams in, in regard to <laughs> reinforce the rings genuinely sounds like a couple of moments like he said beans <laughs> <laughs> so it really kept making me laugh just the idea of just like the, the, the ring just being full of beans and as you know today we've been sponsored by baked beans <laughs> <laughs> but not like they're gonna wrestle in like a paddling pool but like just literally under the ring. like everything's hollow and it's full of beans <laughs> oh my god he went right through the ring he's in the beans <laughs> Hey, Big Show, you remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Del Rio comes out in his car. Do you remember uh, John Cena when he feuded with Del Rio, his whole thing? I know the name of that automobile. <laughs> what? Did you, did you know that? No. There was a whole gimmick where John Cena and he finally feuded with Del Rio and his, his main point of contention was not that Del Rio was a selfish, mean heel. It was the fact that he came out in all these cars all the time and uh, John, like Del Rio was like, John Cena, you're nothing but a little peasant. I know the name of that automobile. That is a 1925 diddly fucking dude. Right, I, fuck? I had no idea what you were referring to then. So I know the name of that, that automobile then. Like, I didn't, for some reason, it didn't come to my head that you could say, oh, it is this type of car. I thought you were going to say, his name's Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so the scene was like incensed that Del Rio would come out in all these cars. He just come out for flash. Not true. Not true car heads. Not true. Not true diesel nut. Not true petrol dick like the rest of us. <laughs> now, I know the name of that automobile. It is a red car, <laughs> four wheel, four wheels. That it, it's four wheels, but not four wheel drive. It's four wheels that, and it drives, but it's not a four wheel drive. I really wish we were reviewing this feud instead. Yeah, so, no. sounds amazing. Lol, spoilers. John Cena won. Yeah. He correctly, really, he, he correctly identified all the automobiles. <laughs> you will never guess the name of all of my automobiles, John Cena. You're just a peasant. Well, actually. Ford, <laughs> Toyota, the winner of this contest, and the owner of a new car. <laughs> Oprah is giving away cars, John Cena. I know they have all your automobiles. Every one of them. I was very surprised they let The Miz within a thousand yards of this song after his last go at it. Had he done it before? Oh, no, you've not seen that one. Or Truth Was the Face. No. Uh, Miz tried to come out and do his, like, a version of his rap. He's like, oh, I'm going to show you Or Truth. And he comes out and after literally the first line, he forgot it. <laughs> and he just stood there. But he knew he was the heel. So he was like, he had a mean look in his face. And he's like, <laughs> trying to remember what the fuck he said to say. Our truth you're a damn fool. <laughs> Miz beat you like a government mute. Well, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was kind of hoping after this moment where The Rock has this great start, that Cena was going to get on the mic, adjust his hat and say, fine wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) John, my diet soda, what are you doing? But of course, The Rock, as we all know, wakes up at 3 a.m., eats a lot of pancakes, clanging and banging, clanging and banging. And then The Rock went down on the set, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra, Driving a 15-ton tank. Fucking. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, if you are a Stuff and Things merchant like myself, head on over to MatthewsBotchamania.com for fine Stuff and Things. That was the most professional one today. Yeah, it was very clear and concise. I just love the idea of people that have only started listening to the podcast recently and they just think that you're just a complete lifeless shell. (laughs) You've never even been on Botchamania. Coming up next on BBC Radio 4, Stuff and Things on (laughs) Botchamania.com. You have no idea how hard it was for me then because as soon as I mentioned being a merchant, I just imagined me like selling Botchamania out of like spice barrels and Arabian market. What are you buying? (laughs) That's a nice website. Stranger. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a good eye. Wrestling's not just for watching. Wrestling's for looking at people fuck up as well. Michael Cole, shut up! There are jets. Yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of jets. Fucking weird. And I do like as well because the jets fly overhead as Living Garcia is doing. <laughs> and they showed later on, like several times, replays of the jets going. Yeah. But the second thing, Lillian's going. <laughs> so there's so many times, like, hey, look at this early on tonight. <laughs> jets are going overhead. Like, it's like a really weird Star Wars vehicle. Get in. Let's get out of here. <laughs> right, there's like on the screen as well. There's like loads of like videos and photos of the military mm. and it just made me laugh thinking about it would be so much better if it were images of Decker <laughs> and, and, and Lillian was singing our values are under attack <laughs> I think that needs to be sung at sporting events I was really upset that this year they focused on the military and there were no images of grain so obviously <laughs> yeah. the harvest didn't happen this year I'm guessing there's going to be no flapjacks this year as well, I like after Lillian does America the Beautiful, she like goes full hacksaw Jim Duggan, like fucks in the microphone. USA! USA! <laughs> the traditional USA chants. I like as well when they showed Undertaker's debut. And uh, the famous line from Rowdy Roddy Piper, would they cut out the most pivotal, important bit... When The Undertaker debuted, Roddy Piper went, Look at the size of that! And then they just cut out the last words. Now, I'd like you guys, both individually, to guess what the word was. The Undertaker appears, Rowdy Roddy Piper goes, Look at the size of that! And whatever the word was, they elected to edit it out of this promo package. Adam. Mm. Oh, I've heard the soundbite. I definitely know it. I can hear it in my head, but I don't really know what he says. Individual? Like, Look at the size of that individual. No, it's not individual. <laughs> that Undertaker. <laughs> Look at the size of that Undertaker. Look at the size of that bollocks. <laughs> Billy? Mullet. <laughs> no, the correct answer was... Look at the size of that ham hock. Ham hock? Why would you take that out? I think they were right to take that out. He's the undertaker, mate. He's not a ham hock. There can only be one last ham hock. (laughs) 
you know, Brian is such a fucking roller coaster ride. I mean, pushed and then not pushed. And fired. He won, yeah. you know, we won money in the bank and then he was, you know, injured and he fucking buried him after he won the money in the bank. Everyone said he was going to be the first one to win the money in the bank briefcase and cash in unsuccessfully. They said that was what was going to happen to Brian. And he finally wins and then he turned him into this chicken shit heel. I was really upset at the time. You know, I was really wanting Brian to be embraced as this awesome wrestler. Well, yeah, he's a wrestling machine. Like, yeah. It's even worse than seeing someone that talented be a coward and not wrestle properly. Like. I, I remember the previous pay-per-view to this, Brian, like, was in the Elimination Chamber and it came down to him and Santino and did the whole thing where he's like, oh, Santino, fucking hell, this is going to be a cakewalk. And Santino, like, just came this close. Yeah. And Brian was like, I was like, oh, I was so pissed because, like, Brian's a great wrestler. How dare he, you know, wrestle Santino and make it equal? But it was like, it was so entertaining because yeah. I was on the edge of my seat going up for fuck's sake. He made me think that Santino might win the World Heavyweight yeah. Championship. Yeah. That's that's talent right yeah, there. How many uh, guys are willing to do that? With yeah, Santino as well. it's quite selfless. Yeah. And he's pairing here with AJ. You know, Daniel, worst boyfriend ever, Brian. Yeah. Buying AJ a dress and she puts it on. He's like, mm, I don't know. It looks so much better on the mannequin. Like <laughs> Daniel, I'd rather fuck a mannequin, Brian. Like. The dentist system he's incorporated. <laughs> Have you actually seen that video? Yeah, yeah. Where he actually like look up Daniel Bryan does the dentist system on YouTube. He actually does it. AJ shut up, which became his catchphrase. <laughs> like he did the following night when they had the big Martin you know, heel crowd for the night after WrestleMania, and he said, "AJ, shut up!" And he went, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes! Look at her; she might cry. Awesome!" Hey, Big Show, you remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. Who, you know what? He does. He cries way too much in 2012 mm-hmm. and 2013, and most of 14 as well. But I must say, all things considered, there ain't too many people in wrestling who are queuing up to cry on national no. TV and to be the guy who cries. Mm. Fair fucks to him. Because, yeah. you know, there is a whole thing about, you know, you know, being a tough wrestler, a tough man, you can't cry, you're breaking the bro code. I mean, fair fucks yeah, to him. Yeah, fair play. It takes serious acting skill as well to do it as convincingly as he does. Can't you think of any other wrestler who would be willfully, I mean, other than Tommy Dreamer, who can't fucking announce a new house of hardcore without crying? And in the main event, Rhino's going to take it on Stevie Richards! <laughs> Actually made myself. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just what what is everyone's favorite Big Show crying moment? Do you have one? Ooh, not yes. necessarily like funniest, but like a favorite moment. Yes, there is. It's actually in this feud. It's their rematch at Extreme Rules <laughs> when Big Show eliminates himself <laughs> by treading on a table, <laughs> yeah. and then he sort of just stands there like, and, and after he's realised, he just starts like tearing. <laughs> He beat himself. My uh, my favorite one is uh, you don't it never shown on camera, but it's when Big Show did the New Year's baby thing, and afterwards <laughs> he assumedly cried. Like, I'm a big fat piece of shit. I'm out of here. <laughs> See, my one's not even funny. It's not a funny one, but it's when he was forced to uh, punch Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> like, him crying before and after punching Dusty. And D- Dusty said, like, "It's okay, Daddy. It's okay. It's okay. You gotta do weak." <laughs> Don't you dare take it easy on the American dream. I can take it, daddy. Oh, that's so sad. 
I just love as well here in the video package. It's basically like an Attitude Era podcast. Like, it's right here on the floor. <laughs> or like him having a big fucking sweat coming off his face in there. Him and Foley in 15. Like, it's that, great. That package was seriously meant for us. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. It's like absolutely. The three of us, when we uh, when we do our fusion dance, we all join together. We become Cody Rhodes from WrestleMania 28 like, to make fun of the big show. As well, show home of the little kid at WrestleMania 18. WrestleMania! <laughs> the best thing about this whole feud is that Cody would come out every week and go, Hey, show, remember this? And he would show a full package of one of those moments. Yeah. And like, remember when you fucking looked like an idiot in WrestleMania 17? Remember when you couldn't lock that gauge? Like, you know, just oh. every little thing. And when he did the WrestleMania 18 one, it shows me WrestleMania, baby. Woo! Cody just looks up at the screen and has a big smile and he just goes, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and he holds up his hand like exactly the same oh, way. Oh, I love this. Triple H is so orange hair oh, yeah, yeah he he's, is. he's physically orange he's, yeah. he's so orange how come he never gets shit for that I don't know actually because it's happened several Randy, times in his career Miz, they always get shit for being mm. orange men Triple H is like a goddamn pumpkin here yeah he is he is so pumpkin like here and fucking when he's coming out as well Oh god, Michael Cole, this is so fucking lame. It's Triple H is coming out. Did you guys check out Triple H's workout videos on WWE.com? No. <laughs> Said everyone ever except Triple H and Michael Cole and maybe Sheamus. Super Shredder? No, it's The Undertaker. Yeah. yeah I like this. He looks, like a, he looks like a death metal monk. <laughs> he looks like he's going to come in and like win the Eurovision in a real outside show. <laughs> you know? And as he takes off his little his robe, you get lightning for the haircut. <laughs> now, I got my haircut yesterday, and I was kind of hoping they would be like... <laughs> you know, but sadly. And, the, and then we get the incredible cage-lowering music, don't yeah. we, really? Fortune's fame, stuff of veins, gone insane, but the memory remains. <laughs> I was really shocked that they actually managed to include this on the network. Kept on the network, yeah. yeah. Because they had, was it For Whom the Bell Tolls before now? They had to cut it out and replace it with some generic guitar. That's because Metallica don't care about this song. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, memory remains. It did fill me with false hope, though, because I was really hoping that the cage was going to be constantly rotating slowly. (laughs) The old lady at the side of the... Even though both of these lads have had basically a 12-month layoff, mm. I was worried that it would be fucking slow shy. But obviously, the year off has done them both well because they go hell for leather. Undertaker taking charge right at the start there with the uh, lefts and rights. The bu- 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 JR gives one of the weirdest and oh god, grossest yeah. lines he's ever said. The uh, carcinogenic right hands of the Undertaker. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that those right hands are going to give him cancer, but it will raise his chances <laughs> of, become, of having cancer. Ew. Now, I don't know if The Undertaker's a smoker, how much bacon he eats. One of these men will get cancer <laughs> by the end of here tonight. Now, Cowboy Bill Watts had cancer. And ate, I mean, come on, lads. Why are you carcinogenic? Carcinogenic. Yeah, Hot take. You don't know what that word means. <laughs> Do you? Your lack of fucking oncological knowledge exposes the business, Mr. Ross. Maybe he means like, 
maybe he thinks it means like it's entertaining, like in a Johnny Carson-esque <laughs> way. What, holding a fucking holding a envelope to his head. Long, throat, rectal, and cheek. The types of cancer that the Undertaker makes. The Undertaker chews though, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he, a does. he does. A chew. big water chew. Want to keep an eye we on We should those, have a uh... carcinogenic bite then. <laughs> The fumes from the bike. A great name for a finish. <laughs> the carcinogenic bite. John, my diet soda. What are you doing? JR does a great job here. And you know what? They only have him out for this one match. Mm. And I way preferred having JR out here for one match that he actually is invested in yep. as opposed to having him out for shits and giggles. Like they basically did at 27. Yeah. Imagine if he stayed until the very end of the evening. By the Rock and Cena match, he's going to be fucking just... Finally! <laughs> <laughs> That's all he's going to be like. Well, well, actually, grunt of the night here for you guys. Yep. Undertaker does a big old leg drop, you know, when he puts Triple H's head on the apron. Yep. He does yeah. a huge leg drop. And then he makes this noise. Yeah! <laughs> there it is! Big Pudd, there it is! Oh. <laughs> I can always say that after every grunt of the night now, there. <laughs> <laughs> that's great because that's showing a great range of grunts on The Undertaker. Oh, there'll be more to come, Kevin. That's what's great about The Undertaker is like, because people kind of, you know, he changes his game up, doesn't he? You know, with the strikes, the submissions, not just the blue, but also the. Yeah! You know, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's a, a man of many noises. A very dynamic uh, competitor is The Undertaker. Michael Cole, shut up! I love the story. Pulls in from last year where Triple H tried to beat him with wrestling last year and it was a no DQ match and only towards the end he went for the hammer and went for the chair and stuff. Yeah. Straight away here, five minutes in, he's like, fuck it, I know what i got to do. I'm not going to waste my time wrestling because it's not going to work. Like It's like, the only way I could describe Triple H here, the way he's acting, is like the one time my brother beat me in WrestleMania 2000 on the N64. The first time he was toying with me a little bit and I managed to win. And then the next time he unplugged my controller, beat me in 30 <laughs> seconds while maintaining eye contact the whole time and then left the room and didn't speak to me for the rest of the day. It's like, I don't care about the show. I don't care about the pageantry. I know what I need to do. I'm going to win. Mm. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> He goes out and he's been cutting the forehead Triple H, but he still knows what he needs to do. He goes out and he gets the fucking sledgehammer. And Jim Ross is like, oh, no, not the sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, I hate that fucking gimmick. <laughs> Please let me ring the bell. Oh, yeah. such a moment. Oh, Man. my God. And Triple H, like, I thought, oh, they're going to do, you know, he's going to tease it. And he's decks him. Yeah, Bam. straight to it. Right in the face with the hammer and an Undertaker kicks out. They're like 2.5. Mm. And you know what? They've done the hammer to death and back but you know what? They've always protected the hammer. Yeah. I think it's maybe one of the first or very few times where someone's kicked out of the hammer like straight up boom hammer right in the face and he puts it like over his head like he's going to fucking yeah. kill him. Oh. And Sean grabs it. Thank like, God. That ain't happening. Yeah. Cause Not in my house. The crowd didn't bring their big plastic laminates to stop for the watermelon explosion <laughs> for uh, fucking Rory Gallagher here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Taker hells gates Shawn Michaels to stop the match being ended on his behalf. Shawn's got to call for the band to end it. He decides, right, I have to kill Shawn, I guess. Yeah. Fucking love it. And as he's got Shawn in that hold, Triple H just goes over and hammers him right oh. again. Oh my god, and then Triple H gets the Hell's Gate, and somewhere backstage... After a dick kick. 
Oh. He gets dick kicked and falls into the Hell's Gate, which is incredible. And like somewhere backstage, Teddy Long is really hot under the collar. <laughs> because as we all know, the Hell's Gate submission has been banned. It's literally the only thing Teddy Long has ever had to announce with regret. Like when he comes out, <laughs> now hold on a minute, player. The Hell's Gate has been banned. I know you don't like that, but tag team. Jerry Lawler claims in the last match... All 78,000 people were chanting, This is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing! Doesn't work. Ah! <laughs> Jerry, he's got a little jewel tie as yeah. well. Do you think if you pull that away, he'll like turn into a demon? Like, it's all his skin for Melisandre! <laughs> hey, Big Show! You remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot! Flo Rida. I like that song, My House. Yeah. It's basically, I like when a cool person's like, we don't have to go away, fuck it anyway. Let's just get fucking pizza. Fuck you in in the cold. <laughs> 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 fuck paying that much for a pint. Look, I bought a jug of wine. <laughs> <laughs> fuck everywhere but my house. <laughs> Coming up next, it's time to cool down this crowd. Team Johnny taking on Team Hold On A Minute Player. It's Miz, Mark Henry, Dolph Ziggler, Jack Swagger, Drew McIntyre, David Otunga, and David Otunga's cape. Accompanied to the ring by Flybear, Vicky Guerrero, and Brie Bella taking on Kofi Kingston, Zack Ryder, Greg Cali, R-Truth, Booker T, Santina Morella, and Nikki Bella. And the flag bearer is Hornswoggle and Axana. Can you do that again now, but do it as if Steve Austin doing the challenges for the Broken School Challenge? <laughs> Mark Henry, train warfare. <laughs> and Axana for some reason. We get my grunt of the night. You get a grunt? I've got a grunt really of the night, cable. yeah. And it is Dolph jumping on Booker and making a Gary Coleman Galaxy of Prawns noise. <laughs> Wait, He's probably just going... Oh, here's John Orton. Is Dolph Ziggler is my favourite grunter. Constantly makes Gary Coleman noises. <laughs> You're like it. Tyson Kidd as well, because he goes, yeah! Like, he does little, like, little ones like that. Like, they sound like Street Fighter characters, I think. Yeah! You know, they're real. While we're at it, I've got one bloody more grunter. Oh, go on anyway. then. Booker T hits a sidewalk slam and makes a big, horrible noise. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's such a heel noise. Yeah, there That's it is. like Booker T being beaten up by Steve Austin in a supermarket. <laughs> John, my diet soda. What are you doing? Well, why is Flo Rida got next to his backing dancers a Tron motorbike? I don't know. There's a Tron motorbike there. I have no idea why. Maybe he's kind of there with The Rock, which is like nostalgia is our power. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. <laughs> Tron. Remember Trump, Frank Sinatra, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Remember waking up, 6 a.m., yeah. Having a big bowl of cereal Christmas morning. Remember Christmas. Remember your mum and dad. Love. Being a child, love. Love me. Please love The Rock. He gets a big yay when he comes out. <laughs> Good old job there, Rocker. And then John Cena gets a massive boo. Yeah. Hometown advantage here. Maybe crowd a little bit sweeter <laughs> <laughs> for, for the Rock. Um. 
Jericho in this is like a serial killer at the end of like a crime film where he's taunting the policeman. He's like, yeah. How's your father? How's your sister trying to goad the policeman into killing you him? You see the big smile on his face? Mm. Like he's like, ah, how's your sister? The courts are civil, pig. You have to kill me, pig. CM Punk goes for the chair and then... Chris Jericho like no subtlety at all goes hit me in the head with the chair your sister's a drug addict (laughs) Michael Cole shut up Uh, STF gets locked in on The Rock The Rock looks like he's about to pass out and you can tell it's not a very smart crowd when his hand goes down once and loads of people go (laughs) 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 and this Mark Henry's like stop it (laughs) So yeah, it's three times, guys. Don't worry, it'll be okay. <laughs> Bobby, 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 Bobby. Billy, match of the night it is easily the home cell trips and takes. It's <laughs> I can't express how much I love this match. Mm, yeah. Truly great match, and for MVP it is a freeway tie. Three-way. Three-way tie. For fuck's sake. We're going to have to start no. calming down. <laughs> Most no. valued people. Uh. No, purely because without each of these people, the match wouldn't have... The match would have been missing something. They right. all came together to to make an amazing thing, and that's Trips, Takes, and HB Cakes for <laughs> my MVPs. If you take any one of them out, the I match would have been missing something. I can't hear your point now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing my delicious cakes now. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Attitude Era podcast. Bono 1000 episode special edition. Can you believe it, Billy? 1000 years of the Attitude Era podcast celebrating here tonight with a look at Raw 1000. You know, the big Kibowski and Raw 1000 have two major things in common. We both feel longer than we actually are, and we're both incredibly disappointing. <laughs> you know. <laughs> this show fucking sucks. <laughs> hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. Now we have to weigh in. Hang on, everyone. It's 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 time. Okay, you ready for a debate of the century? Mahan Keeble about to debate the most pressing issue and one that's not really been looked at Mm. should Raw be three hours that too long I don't think it's long enough (laughs) (laughs) hot take (laughs) no it doesn't need to be fucking three hours especially when it's full of like so much fucking dross and filler yeah I mean Raw doesn't need to be three hours but you know what Raw does need to be Financially viable, yeah. so there you go. It's gonna be that's 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 the reason you, there, wrestling fanatic of the ever decreasing wrestling fan base, becoming increasingly fanatical. You're the reason this is happening <laughs> with your with your love of content. You've devalued Raw to the point where we it's Argentina's currency all over again. Yeah. So Raw's three hours, and it has been for the last two years. And I don't think I've been able to sit through three hours of Raw. I like tolerate it ever since. I think the only time I think I've watched Raw live and sat through the whole three hours was when I was literally in the room <laughs> when I was in London watching it live. I mean, if you can see it live every week, those three hours they breeze by because yeah. it, it's like an experience. Yeah. You know, it's tactile. It's great. You but know? yeah, I've, I'm very much a uh, stream the day after sort of person. Yes, and you know what, Billy? I know you had some hot takes there. I'm going to lay down a hot take as well. 
right? Raw should be two hours long, mm-hmm. right? And hang on a second here, all right? Everyone wrestling online world, just listen, okay? This is important, independently thought mm. of idea. There should be more matches and less talking as well. That's okay, yes. yeah. Yes. Boom! Save the wrestling I, industry. I also think there should be actually allotted time for advertisements, not just as soon as the bell is rung and you get a fucking five minute advert and then come back to fucking Miz putting someone in a chokehold. What's you going what, on here? Uh, Where's the story? I'll tell you what as well. You should win things for watching as yeah. well. They should give you prizes. And you shouldn't have adverts then come back and have a fucking live action, a live advert. <laughs> of fucking Jerry Lawler talking about getting some fucking soda. Don't fucking do that, you cretins. You get a special bit in here as well. It's really awkward. It's like, and of course, Raw hasn't all been Muppets and Bob Barker. There's been times where people have like had to retire and shit. So it like, goes to like, really, really times in Finia. Edge fucking say, crying like. I can't wrestle anymore. It's really harrowing. Like as well that in there, right? They've got Edge going. You know, the doctors say, you know, the MRI and the scans. My neck means I can't uh, rest anymore. And then he's kind of putting Shawn Michaels. You yeah, know, I'm sad and I can't. I can't. I lost my smile. I can't defend the title against Bret Hart. You know, because they're exactly the same. Yes. Those two things. You know, Edge's injury and Shawn Michaels' lost smile. Exactly the same. It's totally fine. I mean, they dwelled a bit as well. Strangely, I thought on the. Tribute episodes. There was a special bit in there about yeah. Eddie dying. And yeah. like, you know, guys and Raw, great when we get everyone around to talk about, you know, how much we like the wrestler who's passed away. It was like an odd selection eclipse there. I, I think they should have put in a few frames of like Benoit. I, I only said that then just to see if the, the sound goes a bit weird again. Can we talk about that? Because yeah, we should. Yeah. loads of people telling me that in the last episode, WrestleMania 28, where I made the joke because Shawn Michaels' voice was going down low and I went, Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, it was a controversial statement, so yeah. they edited it out. That, in itself, glitched out and made all scary. I've had people accuse me, Billy, would you believe, of falsehoods? No, like... If, like, usually, if you're going to put in a, a little goof, you tell Adam and I, I've done this really funny thing, it's going to be at this Cause point. I'm, basically, because I'm a fucking hookster at a show, yeah. I'm like, guys, I did something funny, look at it, please! And, like, I was listening to the episode, because it had been a while since we'd actually recorded it, and then I was just, I, I heard the bit and I said, oh, that's unusual for Kevin to do a little a gag like that that's really, really funny. It's out there, isn't it's, it? It's, yeah. it's a really out there, weird <laughs> joke to make. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't tell us he was going to do this. And then you came on and said, right, this is what happened there. And I, my mouth just dropped. <laughs> like, because, like, what the hell is that? The, the, the litany of feelings I went through when that happened was so weird because it, it was initially in the first 10 minutes of the episode. And for, if you didn't want to know the extra information, folks, I thought I accidentally deleted the rest of the 28 episode before I edited it. Yeah. I accidentally put it in my waste paper basket. Oh. My, and I was like, oh, Jesus, where is it? And then it was there. I was like, oh, my God, because I nearly deleted it. So I finally sat down to edit it, and I was like, heart was already pounded. I was very anxious about this episode. And then that happens, and straight away I go, oh, no, it's the audio problems of, of before. We're going yeah. to get a new microphone. It's all terrible. It's all going to be ruined. Oh, no. So then I start frantically skipping around the track, listening to the other bits. And slowly, as I calm down, I go, oh, phew. 
it's all right. It's not all broken. It's okay. It's literally just a bit where yeah. you say Chris Benoit. And then as soon as that rings in, it's like Baron Corbin's Titantron where the black, inky blackness yeah. just descended upon me. I went, oh, oh, the podcast is haunted. Oh, you know, my breath ran cold. Uh, so it fucking happens. Yeah. And I had to deal with it firsthand. <laughs> if you think it was creepy for you, imagine how it was for me. <laughs> so anyway, Chris <laughs> I'll never be in your hall of fame. <laughs> DX, the legendary Hellraisers. They really are the most electrifying men in sports and entertainment, Absolutely. aren't they? Such tough SOBs, these uh, D-Generation X. Fuck it, I hated this. Yeah, I really was, did. It was uh, it wasn't good. It was long. Yeah. All of this is so long. Like it's self-indulgent to the max. It is like it's it's WWE filating its own flaccid penis. <laughs> Cuz it's not even filating it like like an erect one where yeah. you know it's like it's like we're being nostalgic and you know we're showing you why we should be nostalgic. But like, I don't I, know why I'm using a penis analogy here, but you know, you got penis it, on the brain. Yeah, I've got so, penis on the brain. It makes sense to me. This something about X Pac yelling, suck it, yeah. in a really sad, desperate way that just makes you think about penises. It's okay, like. John, my diet soda. What are you doing tonight? Later on, we've got the return of the Rock, and will Brock Lesnar accept Triple H's challenge? Brock. Me and the entire Attitude Era, we're coming for you, brother. <laughs> Me and all my Attitude Era maniacs. You know, Triple H 316. <laughs> Out comes good old JR, Jim Ross, with his goatee. Yeah. So wrote down here, it's basically Walter White from Breaking Bad if Walt got into ranching instead of meth. Yeah. So, you know, you like, like got into making barbecue sauce, yeah, you know. Beef and barbecue. Blue barbecue to, sauce, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's here to inexplicably call a random six-man tag team match. Yeah. It's Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara, uh-oh, and Sheamus taking on Y2J Chris Jericho, Dolph Ziggler, and Alberto Del Rio. Or as I call them, Team Catholic versus Team Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who are the Catholics and who are the Protestants in your mind? Purely guessing, um, Team Face are Catholic. Is that because Ray's got a crucifix on yeah, his mask? crucifix, and Seamus, he, he, he's, a, he's a Catholic boy. And of course, Sin Cara constantly asking for forgiveness, because yeah. he's always pissing <laughs> shit off. I think Sin Cara's got the requisite level of shame to be yeah. on their team, because he should be ashamed of all the botches that he's yeah. done. Like, And uh, when Del Rio comes out, did you notice what Cole did? I know the name of that automobile. He did. <laughs> Cole knew the name of that automobile. <laughs> he's like, but he's like, you know, but in a real kind of John Cena like six. <laughs> and the way he thinks, I know the name of that automobile. It's an Aston Martin GTL. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard that Cole knew the name of that automobile. He sure did, like. Michael Cole, shut up. A tout recap. Daniel Bryan, AJ, honestly, congratulations. The best way I could do this in 15 seconds is yes. Yes! 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 Finally, Sarah is 
<laughs> and we want you WWE <laughs> fans great. to continue touting tonight uh, about this historic 1,000th episode of Monday Night Raw. And you know, if you do that, we're going to be showing your touts right here live tonight on Raw. Sweet Jesus. Turns out you don't need to go outside the Manchester Evening News Arena in 1998 to get a bunch of mouth breathers to say stupid shit. Yeah. They'll do it themselves and send it in in choppy low-res videos. Or 15-second video clips, or touts, as they're called. Now, you don't own them. They're not yours. You own 10% of the company. Yeah. You don't own that, okay? 10% of something does not mean it's yours. It means that you're struggling to get this thing relevant. That's so rubbish as well. It's like, it's like... AJ and Daniel Bryan are going to get married whether they like it or not. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like, cuts to a town. Shane McMahon is number one. He's not here. It doesn't matter. He's number one. And I'm going to use every social media form to let him know he's totally ruthless and it's gonna, he's going to make a... What do you love here as well, right? With, with this whole town fucking fiasco. When it started, they were making out like, oh... You know, so many people are touting, superstars are touting, Hollywood actors are touting, all the WWE Universe are touting, and tonight, they are literally saying, if you tout, you'll get to be on TV. Yeah. And there's a very, 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 very good chance that the only touts that they got here tonight, those are the only touts that actually were submitted at all. If you get rid of the Chris Benoit ones, there's probably yeah. nine or ten Chris Benoit Hall of Fame touts. You know, looking right into the camera. Let me tell you something, WWE. Chris Benoit should be... He's not, though. Okay? But these are begged for touts. Please! Yeah. Precious resource. They were fucking desperate here. May Young's son. Tell me what you think of this. The guy who plays the hand looks so much like Simon Bird, it's crazy. <laughs> We're just Simon Bird just going, Hello. I'm my young son. It's a big hand, isn't it? Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, I remember watching it at the time, having no fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> now with the new facts, like now with the facts, the cold hard facts, it's so fucking rubbish. <laughs> like, I, but I, don't I, you remember May gave birth to a hand? So because we've remembered something we've done, that's the same as comedy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone loved this though. Everyone, everyone, everyone that was a big old laugh. So funny, yeah. Um, Cole and Jerry's laugh in particular, <laughs> like they very much laugh. Like they didn't know this was going to happen. It's like a proper like sneak up on them laugh. Like it's a shoot laugh for them. I fucking hate those two teetering <laughs> fucking idiots. Shameless Sonic spot here where uh, This Sonic is what I was talking over. about earlier. Less of this, more matches, please. There's something like they used to do all these Sonic things. Did you see the one they did with Jerry with the fucking chicken? It was with Sonic as well, as far as you know, where they would just bring him fast food. And he's like, I've got all this fried food. <laughs> eat it. Eat it, Jerry. Eat it all. Eat all the fried foods. Now get in this ring with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it's like, I, I remember them doing that and feel really uncomfortable. Right, and that's not me having a go at him. Yeah. Like, if you've got somebody who's got fucking a coronary arrest, don't fill them full of saturated fats live on TV. It's dangerous. Brian coming out, yesing in his tuxedo is amazing. Fucking perfect little man, his little white yeah. tuxedo. Yes! My friends, I need to tell you something. Marriage, I said marriage, I said marriage is a sacred institution. Marriage 
should not be entered into lightly. Marriage is between two unadulterated, totally in love people. <laughs> marriage, marriage, marriage. I said marriage. <laughs> There is something inherently funny about a woman in a bridal gown climbing some steel stairs, <laughs> I think. There's something as well quite funny about a woman in a bridal gown having, having to turn to the person who's doing the nuptials going, we're running out of time, like yeah. we've only got three minutes for the oh, AJ corpses so quickly. Oh, and the two of them are like the, the, dying. Like. A, AJ sets off Brian. Like, it's just like, they're supposed to be fucking heels and we're just like fucking it's giggling so together. It's so fucking absurd. <laughs> it is. It's so weird. Why is Slick of all the... Slick is actually uh, a minister and they never reference that fact. Yeah. Like Slick and also Teddy Biossi, they're both ordained ministers. Were they like hoping for like some sort of series of unfortunate events shit where they've got a real like <laughs> mission there and Vince is going to come out <laughs> unveil his master plan of actually marrying Brian in Asia. Count McMolaf is going to come out here and shake things up. I will say throughout this entire thing AJ and Brian are corpsing but Jerry and fucking Cole on commentary the spluttering laughs and snorts Two pigs doing cocaine on yeah. the commentary table. <laughs> Fuck off! Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Punk is pretty much a jerk here. And Brian goes full-on evil when he's yeah. like, I am the greatest superstar of all time. If you smell... Oh, here, here, here he comes, comes the rock. Here he comes, the B- best of all time. BTA... A-N-L-N-Y-C. Yeah. You know what time it is. Andre the Giant. Rock is not guys. <laughs> Rock is not guys goatee, and that is actually like a saving grace here. Yeah. I, right, a lot of people point out to me as well, like, what's what all the goatee hate? Because I'm like, oh, J-R is fucking goatee. Rock with his goatee. Have you fucking seen a goatee? <laughs> Asking us what's up with it. Have you fucking seen one? Right. Jesus. See what Billy's got. He's got no beard and I've got a beard. And if you look to either of us and go, yeah, you know, they're both good, but can we have something that's worse than both of those? <laughs> that requires, like, me to look like a fucking weirdo arse face. Yeah, that's what a goatee is. This is why is Brian here? <laughs> Bri- why Brian is here. Brian here? He's here so the rock can call him Frodo. Yeah. You can call him Frodo Baggins. Oompa Loompa. Pop um, culture references. Oompa Loompa. Diddly D. You look like a troll from Lord of the Rings. He doesn't even look like a troll. And that doesn't even rhyme. He looks like a bloke, innit? Like, <laughs> at least he could have said he looks like that orc that chases Merry and Pippin into Fangorn Forest. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe that has stretched. Have you seen the trolls in Lord of the Rings? What's going on, Rock? I don't think you've watched Lord of the Rings. You know what? He's, he's, he's wrong, isn't he? That's it. Because yeah. trolls are big yeah. and scary. Like Ryback yeah. with a big show. Brian, like your Izzy point out, is a hobbit. Yeah. But then you changed it because you thought, oh, that might be Hobbits too many aren't trolls, mate. They're not. It's... Get your fucking facts straight, mate. If you're gonna come into this ring and talk that talk that noise, yeah? Get your facts can't, straight. Can't be talking mess about <laughs> so, using references you don't fucking understand, Dwayne. Don't be talking <laughs> fantasy mess in our house, yeah, Rock, okay? Not in don't, this house. don't come to this house with that look on your face. <laughs> Who do you want to see The Rock face for the championship at the Royal Rumble? Hashtag Rock Punk, hashtag Rock Brian, or hashtag Rock Show. As in the big show. Big show. 
Why? I want to see the rock show. <laughs> I had a great time at the pup concert last night. They did a rock show at this. John, my diet soda. What are you doing? Santino, Morella, and Hornswoggle with Mattel's new brawling buddies. There's a kid who gets given a shameless one and looks so fucking upset. <laughs> I wanted Rey Mysterio. I want that little Randy, the little surly Randy yeah, little one. Randy that looks one, so fucking amazing. I love it. The one person who used Tout that I loved was Heath Slater. Because mm. Heath, every week before Raw, before he would have his confrontation with the legend, he would tout himself driving in his pickup truck going, I'm on my way to Raw and it's going to be different. Heath Slater, baby. I'm going to win tonight. Woo! And then, like, afterwards, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it didn't go so good. So bad. Yeah. I just love Heath Slayer using tight, like, really, you know, aggressively. I thought it was so funny. Michael Cole, shut up! Taker Gong goes off. No rush on him. You know, slowly makes his way to the ring. First appearance of The Undertaker since WrestleMania 28. Yeah, he's got he's to set the tone here, go how... How mystical Billy. And, and mysterious the Undertaker oh, Billy, is! You know what happens here, don't you? Yeah, he he, he tries to take his hood off, it and doesn't work, does it? It doesn't work because his hood gets hooked on nothing. It's he so just can't strange. take off a hood because he's an old man who he can't do things. <laughs> when you're old, certain things go. Like yeah. the, the knees, the eyes, the ability to take a hood off. Yeah. He does it all the grace and poise of me coming out of a shower trying to do the Mr. Perfect towel taunt it, with a big L towel. Like. It, it's like a dog coming out of a river. <laughs> like, like him getting off. Like. <laughs> Put a wet towel on a dog. Don't. But if you did, this is what would happen. Yeah. They'd try and get it off with, with problems. And to cover for him, he's there kind of shaking it off. Oh, it's in my eyes. Stop. Michael Holmes goes, you are looking at a legend who they, can't get his robe off. I'm still so surprised they left that cut in. There's no, like, you like, you'd think, like, like you'd think that they'd, they'd change that around when they put it on the network and have all the stuff. Change it around because it's so fucking embarrassing. Taker and Kane look around a little bit. The sexual tension here. Very well Fucking so. hell, the way that they look at each other. You could cut it. With a knife, like oh, fucking hell. You can cut it with a hard knob, right? There. <laughs> They're staring each other as well, right? And then it goes all and all dark. And Cole goes, "The dark days are back." Next Undertaker appearance, March fourth, two thousand thirteen. <laughs> seven months later, the intermittent dark days, punctuated with seven month breaks, are back, Billy. And that's why he just turned up for the Punk feud, wasn't it? When yeah. he came back, yeah. Anyone who was tuning in around this time they saw The Shield would have walked away thinking, these guys are kick-ass. And as well, they also dress like the big boss man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I like to think that boss man just hatched them all out of a giant black egg. <laughs> and they all came out together. Also, fun attitude fact about The Shield, the other entrance music. How it relates to the Attitude Era, who we might be able to... Uh, ding, 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 Adam Bibolo. It's Taz's music, just slightly changed. It is. Like, that's literally it. They just take out the bleeps, put in a little bit of a... Hotel India, and then make it into the shield. And they slow it down, aren't they? Like, you know, golf, Oscar, Oscar, Foxtrot. What is that, like a goof? Hey, Big Show, you remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. Punk and Rock, the promos that they had in the build-up to this were, like, 
They exposed Rock in some ways, in a different way to the Cena ones. I do think The Rock came off a lot better in these promos than he did with Cena, because with Cena he came off as petty, whereas Punk was going just full on heel on him. You know, he's saying, you don't get to win. You know, people are sick of you, you know, coming in here, going to win the belt and leave. That's not how this works. Mm. And then The Rock, of course, responding with the most barbarous of jibes. Do you remember what he calls CM Punk around this time? uh, Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. They're going to chant. They're going to chant something that is going to follow you for the rest of your life. They're going to chant. They're not going to chant respect. They're not going to chant best in the world. They're going to chant exactly what you are. In three seconds, they're going to chant Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. <laughs> cookie Puss. Now, at the time, we were all we watched this promo together, and he's like, mm. "Oh, CM Punk coming out here, want ice cream? CM Punk, Cookie Puss, Cookie Puss." He starts cookie. Himself. Oh, we're going to get into some chance. <laughs> we're going to get into some chance. Cookie Puss, remember ice cream, huh? Vienna, huh? Rocky Road from Fruity Pebbles all the way to Cookie Puss <laughs> <laughs> from the iconic. <laughs> you need to understand that your little jabs and your insults. It's all kitty games. You can't leave a mark on the champ's face. Come Royal Rumble, understand when you step in the ring, your arms are just too short to box with God. Punk comes out when your arms are too short to box with God. Which just, just encapsulates the entire feud. Yeah, and what me. I will say as well is, because everyone always remembers that quote, but you've got to t- bear in mind that arms too short to box with God line is one line in about 60 solid seconds of him just cutting Rock down, like line after line after line. And while that is obviously the highlight one, in what you were saying, that him exposing Rock, like Rock will say one jab at Punk, Mm. and then Punk's like, okay, here's 10, and he'll do it in 60 seconds, and Rock's just like... Cookie puss, cookie. Puss. And it's weird because it, stand up to it. it didn't seem like with Cena though, because with Cena it felt like Rock was genuinely getting irritated with them. Like you know when Cena tried to cut across, he's like, you know, from the iconic, I'm gonna rip your throat out all the way to the Rock didn't literally mean he'd be here every single time. But I mean. I, I love this. I thought The Rock, like, he came out with some of his weirdest shit this time. This was clanging and banging, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Remember yeah. that? Clanging like, and banging. The Rock, get up at 2 a.m. in the morning, five hours before he went to bed. <laughs> eat a load of pancakes, get a load of pizza, rub his dick on it. Just, just get a load of cake and smear it into his face, but never eat it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't even, don't even smell it. Clanging and banging, clanging and banging, clanging and banging. And like, that's not really the MO you need against CM Punk. No, it is not. Not at all. Guess who we got on commentary? Mm. Joining the the desk very recently. Here he is. Uh, He's been doing Smackdown with Josh, but here he is on the big pay-per-view. John Bradshaw Layfield. Now, I love JBL on commentary back in the... Would you ever, you guys watch when he originally did commentary? The first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, The first one. It's just after he retired Mm -hmm. from the ring. And it was brilliant. It was in 2006 he did around that time. And him and Cole on SmackDown, I thought was one of the best pairings ever. Because Cole and Taz had gotten so boring at Mm. that point. But fucking hell, that JBL was really, really great. JBL leaves wrestling for a while... 
goes and does something with climbing a mountain, helping out mm-hmm. kids in other countries, all that great stuff. And somewhere on that mountain, somewhere buried and underneath a Mama Joanna energy flag, underneath all the bones of other people climbing that mountain, somewhere lies JBL's ability to do colour commentary. <laughs> now, it's legend has it that it's still there, frozen to the stage. JBL and I going, ah! <laughs> Insight, but what happened to him? Yeah. He's so bad in this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He made me wish... For Booker T. Yeah. Because yeah. these Booker T's bad in an entertaining way. Yeah, at least you get some sound bites from Booker T. You don't get sound bites from JBL. Maggle. We're going to do right now our impression of the commentary for tonight's pay per view. Nah, Big match, Frisbee, John. Foghorn, Leghorn. Can't do commentary. No. So it's a bit of a chore here tonight, folks. And I would say, right? Big Show comes out. Yep. In the ring. Backstage segment. Then you go to JBL, Cole and King. Stop getting pay-per-view openings wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Show's just stood in the ring watching the Spanish announce team like doing their introduction. It's not fair. I'm coming for you, Carlos Carrera, next. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez. He's a face now because he's got a bucket and a towel, isn't he? Mm, yeah. And a face intro. It doesn't work. Nah. It doesn't work. This face turn for Del Rio is basically them slowly realising that they can fire Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, we don't need him around anymore. Because, as a face, this is awkward. You know what? When I look at this era of Ricardo Rodriguez, I think, like, well, they've gone as far as they can with this gimmick. What they really need to do here is pair Ricardo up with, I don't know, like a Rob Van Dam. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like I that. know, I like, forgot I, I that think that's that. really the best Genuinely, genuinely. I watched, like, it was some random you shoot thingy with him or some shoot interview preview, and that was brought up, and I genuinely thought I'd imagined it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought it was, like, an absurd thing. Like, oh, what are we going to do? Have Ricardo with Rob Van But he did, didn't he? He did. He did. coming out in RVD's t-shirt. In a big like, pink t-shirt. Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ of hell. Introducing one of a kind, <laughs> Rob and Ash. And it, <laughs> the, the idea was, was that they wanted each of them to irritate each other so yeah. much. They just leave right away. <laughs> this is very much a snake and a mongoose situation. Yeah. We don't want either one here. They'll drive each other out. It'll be fine. <laughs> What am I least? Fa- oh, I don't know if it's my least favorite. I need. We need to discuss this. C mm. chance. Oh yeah. C C C. I was going to ask now um, if either of you guys have got any particularly favorite Daniel Bryan appropriation moments. <laughs> now C is pretty amazing because not only does Del Rio basically just taken that like you know yeah. and it's his now, it's his now, and like, basically anyone who's got a remotely like Hispanic gimmick on the Indies seems to get C yeah. chance. Any time Stephanie McMahon did it yeah. with a big old smirk on her face yeah. to silence from the crowd. See the uh, Steph, Steph, Steph yeah. teacher there is. Oh, you guys, you don't remember the best one of all of it. Involving one of the men here in the ring here tonight. Mm-hmm. When uh, Big Show was around the time he had to punch Dusty in the face and he's <clears> feuding <throat> with the uh, authority, he literally came out one night and was just like, Yes! Yes! Just yes! doing it! <laughs> just Big Show. No Daniel Bryan! <laughs> and this is after Bryan had like been taken out of the picture of the feud. It's like, right, Bryan's gone. Who's doing yes? Now here's Big Show. Yes! 
Yeah, it's like the a, Big Show. This guy's in the ring, best in the world. <laughs> you know, some say that the Big Show is the architect of the Yes movement. <laughs> like, you know, Big Show three sixteen says, "Give me a slice of that pie." <laughs> <laughs> Team Hell Big. Yeah. You know, it just not not a fan of that here. More like Team Big No. Am I right? <laughs> We get a sign. Grumpy Cat hates jobbers. Yep. Oh, remember, Grumpy Cat. Remember Grumpy when Cat. Grumpy Cat hosted Raw? One of the I greatest did. GMs of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. Awful. We also get a, a guy dressed as fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I didn't it's really like that. in the front row. There's really? a guy just dressed as fucking Scorpion. Is that after Mortal Kombat X came out, maybe? I don't know. There's just some bloke there. There's like... It's not like there's a couple other blokes who are dressed as other characters from Mortal Kombat. It's just one bloke dressed as Scorpion. Maybe it's just like the next, the new generation of shit wrestling fans. You know, you've got Cock the Clown, Brock Lesnar, oh, Frank's Cock. there tonight. I've oh. seen Cock Frank the, in this. Cock the Sign Cock, <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar Cock, and now you got uh, Sub Cockio. John, my diet soda. What are you doing? Horrible bots where Big Show grabs Del Rio and slips and accidentally derives Del Rio's face and chest into the cement. Yep. Then they're like, I think it was a DDT. What was this? And Cole on commentary, I swear this is the verbiage he used, Big Show just splung Del Rio's head into the floor. (laughs) What tormentous words. (laughs) Spling has splung here tonight. Like Big Show uses the light tube. This is CZW. <laughs> Show climbs the set. It's like, I love the, the trickery here because he climbs the set. like, but Big Show, whoa, he's climbing the set. And the camera's like, whoa. And then like it zooms out. He's literally three feet off the ground. It's like, you know, fucking one rope off. Like, <laughs> Guys, there's loads of hot lava and snakes down there. I gotta be careful. And of course, who takes the bump? It's fucking Del Rio yeah. going off the set, choke slam through a table. Jesus Christ! The uh, the sea chants get all out of sync with each other mm. around this point. They sound like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. See, 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 Big Show staring down, looking at Del Rio. Big Show looking like a valiant gladiator. Because all gladiators get gassed, sweaty, and wear camouflage. Alberto Del Rio is like Kevin on the weekend because he's up at nine. (laughs) There you go. Thank you very much. The KO punch gets avoided. JBL keeps interrupting Cole's call to say, Brilliant! 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 If you're going to interrupt someone, at least say the word right. (laughs) Ricardo Rodriguez gets laid out by the big show and show goes to run over Del Rio and smashes through the barricade. OMG moment. Yeah. Yeah. Made even better by JBL shouting, Get up, giant. <laughs> Get up, giant. <laughs> Get up, giant. It's like the end of a really sad children's animated movie. Get up, giant. Get up, giant. Come on. We gotta go get up the beat. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's a giant there. <laughs> it's great. It's like JR, except much cheaper and way more annoying. <laughs> Cesaro says he's gonna win. Wabam! Oh. Oh, like this, like this, like this, like this. Literally, Cesaro's handing is ding 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 as we think oh, it. I'm putting Bass Rootin on my universe mode when I get home. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. 
the primetime players. I remember how fucking much I love these boys. Yes. I forgot about millions of dollars. 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 Millions of We were so into this at the time. Do you remember the three of us drunk on pints like outside Riley's at four? I love this. Same. So good. I always had a soft spot for for Big Titus from NXT. Like make it a win. Like all your people out there know some y'all have cancer make it a win get out of here Titus <laughs> fuck off like, you're eliminated <laughs> but still y'all get out of here <laughs> but him and Darren like I love when guys who struggle and then they meet a tag partner or mm-hmm. someone they're in a feud with and it's just it, it clicks yeah, we it can brings, help each other out yeah it brings yeah. someone out because Darren Young fucking Nexus was the most boring lad yeah. ever the man and charisma forgot seriously <laughs> and then him and Titus and all of a sudden you got these two lads all the stuff they did on like NXT Redemption these two were hysterically funny like there was a weird thing where like Darren kept trying to get a date and he was like really terrible at it he like bought like some of the pot and plants like <laughs> like no I'm not going out with this like, what I got us tables at McDonald's come on like, he's got a big plan like, I love it so primetime players very entertaining here they're entering the Royal Rumble tonight Wade Barish says he's restored credibility to the Intercontinental Championship sure everyone everyone in 2012 and 2013, who was a heel, who won that belt, made it their business mm. to restore credibility. The reason why that belt is white is because Cody Rhodes said he wanted to make it back like the old belt to restore credibility. Miz, early on in the year, also said that he was going to restore credibility. And here's Wade Barrett claiming, exactly, you've done nothing. No, the you've more you talk nothing. about it, the worse it feels. Like, Absolutely. You can't you're, keep saying that. You're trapped in the Matrix, Wade. You don't even know. <laughs> Know it. You've taken the wrong coloured pill. How are you? It's Seamus. <laughs> Seamus says that. How like, are you? He, he, he says that no, no one has really won the Rumble more than once. He like suggests that he's <laughs> going to be the first person to win it more than once. He's like, have you seen the people who've won the Rumble? No, he's saying he's going to be the first person to win it back to back year at right. one year because Austin won it '98. And he won it. Oh, wait, no, oh no, he did do it back to back. He did. He did won it back to back. Yeah. Either yeah. way, it'd be nothing original if Sheamus did it. It's not for the first time at all. Can but... you imagine there were people at the time who were saying that there were parallels between Sheamus and Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come here to me. We've got twenty nine brogues for twenty nine superstars. <laughs> got a big suitcase filled <laughs> with shoes. Twenty nine <laughs> shoes. These are all Sheamus the cobbler. <laughs> and I've done twenty nine souls for twenty nine holes for the twenty nine souls and the shoes that will fit in those. Uh, fucking rubbish. How are you? You're not allowed to say. How dare you? I would love if Sheamus to start. We're going. Come here to me. <laughs> Out of here now. Look at. No, he didn't do any of that though, did he? This <laughs> goes to Seamus. Why do you make Stone Cold a baddie? I didn't like that now myself. Ryback, I'm not the best in the world. I sure as hell don't eat fruity pebbles. I'm not going for a pint after this. <laughs> I'm not the best in the world. You're not the best. You don't eat fun cereal and you don't even have the crack. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Even Chris Benoit said he'd go for a pint of Guinness after the house show we saw him. No, fuck off. Ryback is being pushed as a big guy here. Yeah, no, I remember, like, if it wasn't going to be John Cena this year, even though it was a 
blatantly going to be John Cena. If it wasn't going to be him, it felt like it would have to be Ryback. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's fucking shite as well. Like, <laughs> it's terrible. That's way worse. It was the lesser of two evils, though, I thought. I was sooner, much sooner had Ryback than In hindsight, Cena. no. I'm glad Cena won it over Ryback, mate. All right, Ryback. all I'll tell you about this here is that this promo here, we're on the road to Ryback in jeans, no top, and a leather vest, standing on top of an ambulance going, Ryback rules! <laughs> <laughs> So it's all good in my book, you know, as long as we get there. It's the destination of the journey, lads. Yeah. You know? I just can't look at Ryback in any way now without just thinking of Paul Heyman kissing him on the cheek. Oh, the little kiss. <laughs> the big guy. Pick it up. <laughs> Michael Cole, shut up! Is Jericho and Dolph have got great chemistry and they tear the house down here. And Jericho gets You Still Got a Chance. Mm. Like, we chanted, you still got it at Ricky Steamboat, WrestleMania 25, yeah. like, because he was an old man coming out of retirement. And Jericho, who is looking a little bit older here, when he turns to the crowd with a big smile going, I never lost it! Stop chanting that! <laughs> Stop it! No, I'm a young, I'm a young man still, please! He was in a WWE title match eight months ago. Yeah. Like, he, of, course of course he, he still, still has it. it. Like, number three, Cody Rhodes. As Shawn Michaels once said, you'll see strange alliances in this match. Did anyone pick up on this bullshit that they were doing here on commentary tonight in the Rumble? Giving quotes to Shawn Michaels. And other wrestlers. Bret Hart once said that each entrance changes the entire complexity of the event. No, he didn't. (laughs) You know, Bret Hart once said, is this what you're having me say tonight? <laughs> oh, okay. I, no, you know, Bret Hart once said, you're like the Mexican. You know, <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin once said, the Royal Rumble really is all about the numbers. Do you know that over 4,000 tons of humanity has entered the Royal Rumble for 20 long years? <laughs> That's 427 big shows. <laughs> the Warlord's record for me. <laughs> Come up with your quotes yourselves, but don't make out like legends are sitting yeah. around talking about the fucking complexities of the Royal Rumble match. Would it not make you as a commentator seem smarter if you just said that quote instead of saying that it was someone else that said it? Like, it's JBL can be like, I've, telling. I've been in many Royal Rumbles. JBL, King have both been in like yeah. nine rumbles. Let me tell you, it changes the complexity. No, you don't have to do that. You just apparently you say Bret Hart said it, and therefore it means something. Right? You know, guys, we're all work for WWE, so sometimes we get to hear what the wrestlers say. <laughs> and I wrote down some of them, and here Steve Austin says the Rumble is his favorite match. <laughs> you, the Rock once said about the Royal Rumble, "I've never seen so many wrestlers." <laughs> There's has to be at least two dozen of three? What? And again main event match resume? Oh I should enter that. I I, I would you want to win it, Rock? I'd love to. The match is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10, Heath Slater. Heath with his, I'm 11 years old and I'll get whatever jeans I want, yeah. mom jeans. Did you hear what Cole said about Heath? No. The Axel Rose of 3MB, Heath Slater. <laughs> what a fucking burial, man. <laughs> the Axel Rose. I really should call his finisher Chinese. Was it Chinese, Chinese democracy? Because he never hits. <laughs> <laughs> and when he finally does, people are like, <laughs> We waited for that. We drove 2,000 miles for that. <laughs> Brodus Clay unenthusiastically jives to the ring. Every day we stray further from God's light. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> 
Funky's gonna roll. Funky's gonna roll. <laughs> Somebody call my mom and we're straight for the way from God's lights. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. Number 22, he's still got his first name, Antonio Cesaro. When he had a nice theme. Yeah. When he had nice music that he stole from fucking Dean Malone. I was going to say, yeah, we got <laughs> Attitude Era crossover there. Another but, one. I fucking hate his current theme. Yeah. <laughs> no, I much prefer Dean Malenko with Nico from GTA 4 rapping <laughs> over it. I absolutely love it. Like. Number 25, Zack Ryder, who has over 1 million Twitter followers. The crowd is so fucking dead. Yeah. Remember what it was like last year? That's how, gone. How big the pop was. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell. Take that, Zack Ryder. <laughs> it worked. It worked. WWE's plan worked. This is Vince McMahon backstage with a giant mission accomplished sign. <laughs> we got him, folks. No <laughs> one likes action. him anymore. Yeah, this is like Cena coming out of the Extreme Rules to tell him they got uh, Bin Laden. It's Vince going into the boardroom. We got him. We got that no good rider. We have compromised <laughs> to a permanent end. With extreme prejudice. The ultimate enemy is a... <laughs> Ain't no one getting over ever again. Let that be a lesson to you. If you get over, I'll kill you. <laughs> so Randy clears house or KO to woo woo woo. woo. Uh, That's not his okay. name. I don't know woo 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 where. Randy eliminates Zack Ryder. A lot of these superstars are touting before they enter. Touting. No, they're fucking nuts. John, my diet soda. What are you doing? This is very much the the rock that we were perturbed by in Wake Up Call. Yeah. You know, this is it's weird. Not the rock. No, it's someone else. And seeing him do that in a reality show is one thing, but seeing him do a pre-match promo where he's doing this really eerie, weird, like, if The Rock can do it, anyone can do it kind of philosophy. Just like the guy, just like the guy who works, and then, and then the promotion, the promotion, he gets passed, and your loved ones, they all get cancer. I hate when that happens. Oh, I'm bloody, it's the worst. He's just a fucking man. He, he praises his mother, a cancer survivor, and he manages to, in a feat of magic, that I've rewatched this promo over and over again, but he manages to pivot his mother having cancer to make him the hero stopping CM Punk. Yeah. He's like, just like all of that misery, my mom having cancer, everyone having cancer, and CM Punk, I'll never forgive you for giving my mother cancer. <laughs> That's what I C will, stands for. I will for. never <laughs> cancer it's malignant ca punk it's, like. It's cancer mother punk. Oh my God! <laughs> My hand, reaching out, touching your hand. If you've got cancer, touch my hand. I will cure it. I will do it right now. All you gotta do is get all your money, all your money, put it in an envelope with the holy water. Put it in right the rock. Loads of dollar signs. Hollywood, that's where I live. Put it in there and you won't have it no more. Just like that. What are you doing, Rock? Yeah. He's gone proper mad here. Tonight, we're going to end 434 days of misery. Irie, one of the greatest runs of all time. Misery. I want to point out, included within that misery is your match at WrestleMania 28 and Survivor Series. It has been a hard year, Rock. We should fucking know having to review it. Tonight, we beat CM Punk. 
we become champion. No, we don't. And we become one. Oh, yeah, because the people have never really been united with The Rock before now. You need a nice title run to solidify. Lads. I know you've never liked me before, guys. But I promise but you. I promise you. I'm worried that because we've watched this and now that we've talked about it, are we all in a cult now? <laughs> Do I have to give like, my shoes to The Rock now if he wants <laughs> What? This was so weird. Also, if we all become one, does that kind of excuse him for not being there every week like he said he would? <laughs> now, The Rock said he would be here every week. But if you recall, when The Rock was at the Royal Rumble, we all became one. So The Rock is all places at all times. The Rock is like midichlorians in the air. He's just just kind of there. Cole references Royal Rumble 1999 and the great showing The Rock had there. Don't reference that if you want this guy over as a face. Mm. And of course, there's that famous night when The Rock gave Mick Foley brain damage. (laughs) Let's not bring that up. And of course, as well, The Rock in the ultimate show of respect didn't see Mick after the match because he didn't want to bother him, did he? Didn't want to bother him. <laughs> well, after The Rock has a big match, he just likes to chill out and I kind of didn't want to get in your way after that, you know? So, uh, uh, The Rock's got a flight to catch. Michael Cole, shut up! Rock starts mending his comeback and he hits the people's elbow, it looks like, but the lights go out! And Paul does a great noise at 235. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, what the... The shield in the dark kill the rock. Ambrose is easily identified by grunts. Who is it? (laughs) (laughs) Kiona, it's the shield. I can understand that troglodyte Dean Ambrose anywhere. I remember at the time people were so positive it was going to be a swerve and it wasn't the shield. Yes. And then people started releasing on Twitter all the people who were there had like the flash on the camera and it's just clearly like just Roman Reigns just going... (laughs) <laughs> just doing a big stare style. looking like doing like the Bigfoot pose like, <laughs> I loved here for all his failings thread this night and I think you know Cole as a commentator he's shown that he can be good and turn mm-hmm. on those moments and he turns it on here this moment yeah. and it's brilliant when you have got Michael Cole screaming at the referee Kaoda it was the shield the damn shield it was the shield and JBL's like oh you're a stooge man yeah. I love that and I you can it. see like Cole in the camera shot screaming pointing like, at Kyoto, like he's losing his mind absolutely love it and then Pog's like what happened yeah, guys yeah what happened face <laughs> is so perfect and, and Cole goes you had the shield come out and he goes but I don't know the shield who's the shield the shield's what? been dead for 10 years wasn't it revealed though that Punk in fact didn't have anything to do That's with it right. it was all Heyman yeah. wasn't yes. it it was Heyman doing yeah, when Heyman Punk turned face again yeah. that was the, the start of their feud Punk wins pins him after that and he celebrates like it's the biggest yeah. victory in his career do you, do you remember what people were like in the sports bar stood up they yeah. stood they were happy <laughs> apart from you you would you, you would just, everyone was getting excited and then me and you me and Adam were sort of like yeah and then Kevin was just like no. Hold on a minute, player. Yeah. Hold on a minute. No. Hey, the Hell's Gate submission. Was the only not celebrating Punk winning. You just, you just knew somehow. Yeah. yeah. It was just me and the lad who had already turned his back because of John Cena. <laughs> he we still we hadn't knew. Turned around yeah. Yet. <laughs> he was still there. <laughs> he missed he, the entire second half. He's of the still night. there now. He's a skeleton now. <laughs> he hates John Cena though. Opening World Heavyweight Championship match. There's no other kind. This is the- <laughs> yeah, it's just the way it is nowadays. Every pay-per-view. It's the big toe taking on Alberto Del Rito. So, show... <laughs> show made a fun noise when his tires got nicked. 
Well, this is actually straight away our grunt of the night right here. Because it's it's not even from the pay-per-view, but it's from a recap on SmackDown when you see Show go to the car park and his coach has had all of his tires nicked and he just literally looks at it and goes, No! 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 And then, and he sits down next to it and starts crying. And then gets tomato soup poured on him. <laughs> and Cole literally says, Big Show really deserved this. <laughs> and he's like crying, covered in paint. New favourite Big Show crying moment is Big Show. This one. After yeah. having his tyres stolen from his big bus, covered in orange gag. Going, it's like, they're just tyres, mate. You can get some new ones from down the road, I'm sure. Like, you don't need to cry about it. Mate, you can get a million tyres. Nolberto Del Rio Edmonds is going to gack him nonetheless. <laughs> like... <laughs> You want to draw too much of a Mr. Blobby comparison with Big yeah. Show. You're in dangerous territory as it is there, like, you know. Just put him in one of those old uh, leotards that Dusty used to wear. <laughs> and then he would be Mr. Blobby. So Del Rio locks in this cross arm breaker. Ricardo Rodriguez like holds the rope away from the big yeah. show, trying to stop him from getting there. Do you like the whole kind of thing of good guys having a you know cheating? Ooh. They can when it's a cheeky little manager like Ricardo, where it's sort of like, oh, he's not a real person. He's only a <laughs> he's only a little goon. He's so it's, let him do what he wants. Like. <laughs> half man. Half <laughs> show throws the bucket outside of the ring, still wondering what the bucket is actually for. Are they going to maybe milk the big show later on? <laughs> he looks like he's full of milk. He's a big teat on him, like, you know? Just one big one, like. Just only one. <laughs> <laughs> he's not crying, lactating. He's too much milk in him, like. Hey, big show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. <laughs> JPL, with the strangest line of the night, after big show picks up Del Rio... Big Show's like a Jan Bob Backlund. What? What? <laughs> Alright, John. What At one point say? as well, Lawler just goes, he's trying, Big Show's trying to make a world heavyweight tortilla. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck me. That's just racist <laughs> and nothing Straight else. Straight up racist. Straight <laughs> up. Tacos. <laughs> fuck you, Jerry. Jesus. He was doing that when we were reviewing Attitude Era shows. This is 2013. Like. Jesus Christ. The big L botched up finish here. Well, there was until they edited it off the network. Like they completely snipped it out. Seriously, I couldn't see it. There was like a do back obscuring <laughs> uh, what was going on there, and the ghost of Hayden Christian kind of give it a thumbs up. <laughs> but they, they did edit this, didn't they? Because this yes. was a big fuck up. I remember a on the night. I don't remember. Botch. I don't remember the the original bit. Oh, it was really bad. It was awful. I don't remember it at all. So, so I don't know what you're talking about. So Ricardo's trying to interfere. He's got the bucket. Big mm -hmm. Show takes the bucket off him, and he holds it really awkwardly. Yeah. Next to his head, like, well, you get out of here, Ricardo. <laughs> get off my lawn. Originally, Del Rio does the thing where he runs up the turnbuckle and he misses the Enziguri, and so he does a big slam on the floor, just completely whiffs it. And show just has to stand there waving this bucket around for like another 20 seconds. Right. So they do the spot again, and that's why it's edited on the uh, network. They do a good job of editing it, I will no, say. No, I didn't notice at all. Like. And I will say, you gotta, you know, I love Michael Cole with the North Korea levels of, you know, believing the lie. Yeah. I believe! <laughs> 
I believe it hit him in the head. It didn't, Michael. It simply... He couldn't hit a fucking camel's arse with a banjo with that fucking shit. He didn't come within an arse's roar of hitting him. I, I did enjoy the dink, though. It was a good the sound. Dink, it was a good dink. Well, I just love that there's some things that they will go to such lengths to edit out, mm. like that, and then other things... Yeah, so... Like Jerry's racist jokes. <laughs> like, yeah, Plus, cool. something that we will talk about in our WrestleMania episode, which they neglect to edit out, which I will okay. be talking about. So I look mm. forward to that. It's just weird. It seems to be a real random ass rule. Mm. What gets edited, what doesn't. Because yeah. there are times where guys look like total jabronis and they keep it all in. And then there's like this. It's like they've literally made the big show yeah. look like he's did it okay. Yeah, and, and it's mm. not even Hunter or anything. It's Del Rio they're protecting with this edit. So it's like, why are they going to these lengths? Is it because Bucket starts with B and so does Benoit? <laughs> 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 I think you've cracked this wide open. <laughs> I got immediate shudder though because Miz starts working the leg, and you know what happened around this time? Oh, the figure four! Yeah, oh, God. Uh, Jesus. So Ric Flair, for whatever reason, uh, accompanied <laughs> Miz to ringside during old school Raw. I'm sure he was fucking delighted about that. Like, <laughs> Ric Flair coming out in old school Raw with his fucking sunglasses on because he sold his eyes for fucking alimony. <laughs> Even though I can't see you fight people here tonight, I want to show you my appreciation for the, the myth. I, I, whatever, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, I'm so happy Flair has got a reason to be around with Charlotte and stuff. Yes. And he really has managed to, you know, have his legacy carried on. Yeah. Because Jesus Christ, his legacy was going to be carried on by fucking Miz. The Miz. <laughs> Come in, the story they should have went with this is that Flair kept trying to teach Miz the figure four but kept getting sidelined and sidetracked into fun stories like, <laughs> which reminds me of me and Tully out one night in San Jose like, oh okay I won't learn the figure four tonight he, he has to learn it piece by piece like the first time he does it he can only like do the little turn around and he's like now what do I do <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to master every component part before I'll teach you the whole thing would have been a good angle John my diet soda what are you doing speaking of weird this one's going to be fucking weird to talk about yep Elimination Chamber match. Mark Hornry, Chris Jericolo, Daniel Bryan, Randy O, Kane, and the All-American American from Jack Swagger's America. It's Jack Swagger. Long Island Ice Z himself. <laughs> Long Island Iced America. <laughs> WrestleMania. Where superstars can solidify their legacies. But to realize this dream, they must go through this structure. The last opportunity to main event WrestleMania. An unpredictable environment, born from shattered bodies and crushed souls. You look on the faces of these superstars, you see fear, trepidation, almost an unknowing of what to expect. Reminding those who enter that men are merely flesh and bones. These men are playing Russian roulette for their careers. A match with survival is just the beginning. Welcome to the belly of the beast. The rules are as follows. Two men will start this match. Four other superstars will be locked in those Lexan chambers. Randomly, the pods will open up, unleashing another victim. In an instant, 
A one-on-one -on -one match can morph into a triple threat match, which can transform into a fatal four-way and spiral into an all-out brawl. Every man for himself inside the chamber. It is all about headlining WrestleMania. You're eliminated via pinfall or submission. And the last superstar remaining after all the others have been eliminated will be the winner. And will main event, WrestleMania. Six superstars in a relentless battle. What are these men willing to go through the headline WrestleMania? A match that can change course at any time. Only one in six that you're actually going to be able to win that matchup. No one knows what will happen. No one leaves the Elimination Chamber the same. But at this moment, one thing's for sure. The winner of that Chamber match will face the world champion in one of the main events at WrestleMania. The Elimination Chamber, in case you're keeping score at home, is born from the crushed bodies and souls of the damned souls who enter it, apparently. <laughs> mm. It's a bit over the top. Made out of bones yeah. and stuff. <laughs> this lad goes full-on Crypt Keeper in this. Like, he, he goes, like, proper evil. The Crypt, the souls, those damned mortals who entered here. And then he just goes, the rules are as follows. <laughs> Each participant will begin. He literally like fully goes. Do, do you remember the, uh, the the VHS board game Atmosphere? That was like <laughs> player three. It is your turn to roll the dice and enter the elimination chamber. And of course, once Brian got eliminated, he gets sent into the black hole. He's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He goes a one-on-one -on -one match can easily become a triple threat, a fatal four-way. And so on. <laughs> <laughs> because there isn't one for five. Yeah, we were there talking is. about we this. There is. Yeah. Freaky five day. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you pin, you have to become Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day. There isn't one. There isn't a there, name. There's no. one, two, three, four, six. Yeah, fatal four way, triple threat, six pack challenge. Nothing for five. Championship scrambles have got five people in them. Boom. But you can't just have, like, not every five way match is a scramble. Right? <laughs> you know, championship scramble, I literally got a little hungry. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could go for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of sriracha on it. It's like. a new Tesco thing. Kevin's championship scramble. <laughs> Pick up your free recipe card. <laughs> if someone wants to Photoshop that, please do. <laughs> That is a timely reference. I've been in Tesco's a lot lately. And that, that is what they're all about at the minute. Um, Zeb Coulter calling out Glenn Beck to come on Raw and he didn't show up, so he made the video. Well, we'll uh, we'll get into that in a bit more depth next time at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think I we think. should save our yeah. Glenn Beck chat yeah. for WrestleMania, but Glenn Beck wasn't the first person they approached. No. At this time, before Glenn Beck, they actually approached Alex Jones. Oh my God. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> Alex Jones in wrestling. <laughs> you take my pills. <laughs> Hey, hey, I've got a conspiracy, and the only way, the only way to get to the end of this conspiracy is by buying all my branded merchandise. So go on, buy my pills, buy my t-shirt, buy my coasters, get a beer koozie, buy it, please buy things. I need, I, I, I love money, okay? I, I, I need it, I need it to fund my lifestyle. Putting chemicals in the water and turn the frogs gay. <laughs> Did you see there was one, it was a picture of him with a place full of meat. 
It's just full of meat, right? Red raw meat. And he's there looking as serious and as red and as raw as the meat on the plate in front of him going, I'm going to have a barbecue on the 4th of July. Fuck you, Obama. <laughs> I fucking love Alex Jones. <laughs> I, if only they got him in. Oh, apparently, imagine. Glenn didn't show as he said. But Alex Jones apparently considered it. Really? He mentioned kind of going, I'm weighing it up. I'll see if they're going to buy my pills. <laughs> Michael Cole, shut up. Um, I loved as well. Did you guys ever see the thing with JR and Zeb Coulter and Jack? No. <laughs> they did a segment where Jack Swagger like, was being interviewed by Jim Ross. And Jim Ross was like, now Jack, I know your daddy and uh, I recruited you from the University of Oklahoma. And God, what's happened to you, Jack? <laughs> Don't you see that this man has brainwashed me? And then <laughs> he tried to, like, you know, uh, save him from the, the cult of culture. And Swagger was having none of it. Like, it <laughs> poor old Jim Ross, like, what's happened to you, man? <laughs> Don't you see you're racist? Get off that rap bar. No, Jack. <laughs> Two days after this? Two days. Two, two days. Yeah. yeah, at the SmackDown tapings. Weed the people. Yeah. Jack Swagger. More like Bong Swagger, yeah. am I right? I remember the first thing we... like. I think our first reaction was like, oh, we should go on YouTube and see if someone's done a Smoke Weed Everyday remix <laughs> of, his, of his song yet, because that's definitely going to happen. We <laughs> found one at last, and it just was day, 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 day. It didn't have weed in it. <laughs> There's unfortunately, when people are, are stoned who are making these, you can't expect In a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, like that. <laughs> The three of these, though, did something along the way, which is essentially, uh, they killed Ryback. Yeah. Because they were brought in as Ryback's foil. And Ryback is like, you know, the promo here is like, tonight I will finally destroy the shield. Like, nah, you won't. Mace, mate, you ain't destroying it. They have destroyed you. Seriously, Woody is about to get triple powerbond by three sexy Buzz Lightyears. <laughs> yeah. Okay? It's your, your shit's getting fucked up. It was basically my idea for Andy to grow up. That was, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was it was an idea that I had. Oh, Ryback. <laughs> Ryback, we're going to read your book. I'm just saying, I don't know how. We do a bonus episode on Ryback's book. I don't know in what form it's going to take, because I know Joe and Hey Tristan really wants to read Ryback's book as well, but we will, in some way, shape, or form, possibly as a crossover, who knows how we'll do it, but that book and us, we're getting married. That's, that's <laughs> happening, just so you know. Has he done an audio book of it? Because I would, <laughs> I would kill to hear no, Ryback. No, because that would mean me. he'd have to read the book. For- <laughs> <laughs> hey, Big Show! You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. I bet in Ryback's mind, he reckons that one day he's going to get the Goldberg treatment and get brought back for a big match. I bet he thinks that. Oh, do you know why they brought back Goldberg? Hmm? It's only because he left. Because Ryback was gone, so they needed a new guy. Yeah, he's gone. It's either either to spite him or to fill that giant Goldberg-shaped hole that Ryback just left. Imagine if they started, like, I don't think that anyone ever did it, but imagine, like, when Goldberg's recent return and people were chanting Ryback at him. Ryback. I just want the two of them to merge into Ryberg and just just be done with it and fuse. Um, Ryberg or Goldback? Goldback! Goldback. He's, like, better than a silverback <laughs> ultimate gorilla <laughs> holy shit I will say as well Ryback also claims to have invented the triple powerbomb for the shields fuck off that was his uh, idea as well Ryback you didn't come up with shit mate you didn't come up with shit <laughs> fuck out of here 
I love that there's a little just a subtle bit Seth is in the corner and in the other corner Seamus is there like just sort of posing for the crowd and you just hear Seth go shut up Seamus <laughs> <laughs> really upset I love the talking during this match between yeah. Seth and Dean they mm. proper sound like um, Urukai like they're just, they're just <laughs> can't handle his crap <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I know. Yeah. Oh. That was the sound of three men all looking down at their notes and realizing. Like, that was oh, a no. That was a real demoralizing glance, guys, wasn't it? Like, oh. To recap of tons of funk with the power slammers. Sweetie, check it out. I got my very own Bro Display power slammer. These things fight on their own. You just crank them up, connect them, and watch them do their thing. I'm going to call this one Lil Brody. Huh, I'm Lil Brody. I got all the ladies. <laughs> what did you call me? Sweet Tea. Please don't call me Sweet Tea. Where's Little Tensai? I don't know. Probably because all that frick frack and scribble on your face. It's probably, you know, too much to put on a little action figure. <laughs> What's that mean anyways? I'm not really sure. It's supposed to be Japanese words of honor. My luck. Probably a sushi. <laughs> I like sushi. Come on, sweet tea. Turn that frown upside down. We got what you need. Hit that music. Brodus Clay with the Funkadactyls. And the new Power Slammers. These are the new toys from Mattel. And they're great because they play themselves. You don't have to yeah. play with them. Awesome. More time for homework, guys. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's the worst toy. They play themselves. The Final Fantasy fourteen of fucking toys. I just put it there. It's playing itself. You go to pick it up. Your dad's like, no. You put it down. You watch it. You watch your toys. Now, John, I believe I bought you these power slammers under the proviso that you would acknowledge that they play themselves. Yes? Clean the gutters. <laughs> yes, father. It's just so sad just seeing, like, Jason Albert just so fucking defeated. Because he says it in the way that you just said it. It's that proper Charlie Brown, like, it's probably a sushi, man. And, like, he looks down at his toes, like, all sad, and it's just really upsetting. Like, it's okay, like, oh, no, in my look. It's just like, yeah. Uh, no, in my oh. look, you know. It's okay then. Guess I'll, guess I'll dance now with you all. I bet John Cena once. Oh. Can I? Can I be with you? I've got new trousers and I just need a place to wrestle tonight, and I've nowhere to go. Oh. And the it's probably a sushi menu. No, I've never eaten sushi. I've never even been to Japan. I just <laughs> they just told me <laughs> they gave me the eyeliner, and I thought they wouldn't recognize me, but they did. <laughs> they knew it was me. It was Albert, and they they said my name. <laughs> Sorry, I think he was like accidentally nearly made myself cry. <laughs> he was very much like, an, and I know somewhere, somewhere deep down, down in my, I'm still tensile. <laughs> John, my diet soda. What are you doing? They only had a few weeks, things like two or three weeks from the Rumble till here. So you didn't have much of the Rock. You had the Rock appear on SmackDown, and the Rock appeared on SmackDown. <laughs> With a really weird segment with CM Punk. And this is weird because SmackDown ain't live. It's taped. And The Rock had one of his most awkward problems to date. Where he goes, CM Punk. CM Punk. You're a boy. Okay, CM Punk. You're a little boy. CM Punk. You're a spoiled little boy. And I'm a man. The Rock's a man. You're a boy. The Rock's a man. And this Sunday, CM Punk. 
The Rock, who is a man, will be beating you, who is a boy. It's just boy, boy I talk. really thought that was going to go the Kurt Angle direction, like, you're just a little boy, and I'm a man. And I'm a man who loves to play with little boys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Bill Hicks. Yeah. Michael Cole, shut up. I mean, Adam have had a lot of fun over the years looking through WWE 2K games and listening to all the individual words that he pronounces. Some of them are weird. Is the, the one specific example when you just go through each word listening to that's that's how much we used to just like get up to shit when we lived together. It's like <laughs> let's go through every soundbite on the wrestling well, game, I- and it would go lucha. Lucha Libre nailed <laughs> for no reason was nailed. I remember making a character on the game purely because of the way it said I made the, the farmer with an egg for a face Egger McGregor purely because Egger McGregor <laughs> Egger why why is Egger on there but Billy isn't <laughs> right now how did Howard Finkel introduced The Rock all throughout the out chair what was the way he would do it The Rock yeah, he right, he would, uh, right, he would, right, just, 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 Uh, the worst sign I've ever seen like in terms of like coming up with something to write on it can you smell what CM Punk is grilling try fucking harder grilling grilling can you smell what the rock's cooking no the punk he grills he doesn't cook what grilling because he's a villain that's what it must be does CM Punk have a grill underneath his in his teeth that I was unaware of no it's just because cooking because the rock you smell what the rock's cooking I know can you smell what the rock is? uh, can you smell what the punk (laughs) He's barbecuing. He's grilling. He's got he's got his cheese on toast on. You know, he's grilling. Just explain it one more time, please. <laughs> Look, I want to hear this again. CM Punk. CM Punk. He's in the kitchen. He's grilling. He's grilling up a whole he's... mess of pipe bombs. And <laughs> grilling and going, chilling. You're grilling and chilling. <laughs> grilling and chilling. <laughs> we got our gloop of the night. CM Punk full on. There's a special word here I have, which is gollies. I like that you've actually... I can see on his notes here, he's written down the time code. Like, you're going to include the gloop in the podcast? <laughs> oh, no, that's a screen cap from my personal collection. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just, just putting in a little, little water sound effect. A little bloop. <laughs> you hear the rock going, oh. <laughs> the no, you just want to head on to gloopforsale.com. <laughs> okay, and then you can get all my special screenshots. It's okay. The gully, that's, I don't know, if, is that a word you use in England, a gully? No, not in that context. Kind of a north of Dublin thing which we used to use, which is a gully is when you have withdrawn from the mucus uh, reservoir in the, the nasal cavity and you have kind of drawn that down into the main chamber of the mouth and mixed that in with spit to make kind of like a super spit, you know, a spit that now, in addition to being wet and gross, also is tactile, yeah. it also can stick, and also can... Might have a bit of colour in it as well. It can do know. a kind of a cluster bomb as well, bits yeah. can fall off and yeah. independently go off, and it's like in Bubble Bobble, if you try and stop it, it'll split into two, and then yeah. into four, 
Ace, 16, too many, leave us. So that's what happens. He spits in his fucking face. And it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's literally the most disgusting spit ever. Rock looks furious. Oh, it's scary. It's like, so it's scary. right down on his fucking face. Like an yeah. oyster has just been flung at him. It's fucking, it's fucking horrible. That's probably my all-time favourite spit in wrestling. In a close second, though, is when Randy Orton spat on Harley Race. Oh, you don't it? want to spit on fucking yeah. Harley Race. What are you doing? You're Harley Race. You're one of the all-time legends, you know. He's really great. Harley, you're one of the all-time legends. What? <laughs> oh. Spits right in his face. And Harley Race stands up like a man who's just like, how dare you? And he's like, he stands there and you can see his eyes twinkling like, and there's nothing I can do about it. Oh. And he looks so sad. He spit on Mick Foley as well. Randy Orton's a great spitter. He's a big spitter. My favourite gloop of the night while we're talking about it, because we won't get a chance to mention this again, is, do you remember at the, it was right at the apex of people hating Roman Reigns and it was like, things can't get any worse for this poor fella. And there was a match where he was like really out of breath, gassed, lying on his back and he just went like that. And it went in the air like two centimetres and landed on his face. Like, Does it count when Shane Douglas got sick in TNA? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Janae put over look at them they're vomiting in the ring oh you have got to be kidding me <laughs> it's like um, Xavier Woods when he was in TNA chucking, um, chucking up in the ring did he oh, chuck up oh, his he, he got like kicked in the stomach or something just bombed straight <laughs> oh. it really tastes this one it was like remember well after when uh, we all realised that chair shots the head there no oh balls Mahoney <laughs> yeah he just gets hit on the head it takes 10 seconds and then turns around like really quick like <laughs> 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 he literally went to his opponent one second <laughs> pardon me <laughs> right in the front row like. it's like Steve Austin with the beard <laughs> Oh, a splash though, don't man. worry, guys. It was just a little bit of his sick mixing with loads of water. It was. Oh, <laughs> whoa, dear brain. We could do a spin-off show just about gloops. I, I think, think so. Like CM Punk shitting himself in the ring, like you know. Then the ref having to come in and pick it up. Pick it up. <laughs> From Montreal to Memphis, parlez-vous français. Tell all the girls stuff and things are on their way. <laughs> Bottomania.com. Amazing. <laughs> Stop and things, boy. Stop and stop and things, boy. Oh, my God. Yeah, I wish the listeners could have seen the way you looked at me when you started saying that. I'm so I'm back, baby! You actually scared me. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. Firstly, to my right, a man who watched most of this in one sitting... And he's got a face on him like a smacked arse <laughs> right now. Adam Pippolo. Right, pal. How's things? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right, so for the listeners, we obviously were recording these back to back, trying to maximise our minutes. Billy, Kevin and me were all hanging out yesterday and Kevin was like, oh, do you want to stick around? We've got this nice cat movie, Nine Lives. We're going to have a right laugh. I had to go home because I still had to watch the rest of this. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> so while these guys were like in sunny weather having a right laugh watching a film, I had about to, cats about and cats, Spacey, no less, like I had to go home and watch the bulk of this in one big sitting. I don't know why, but I just kind of feel like I should like talk to your mother about this again. <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to kind of nip this shit in the bud. Like. <laughs> he didn't do his homework. No, Mrs. <laughs> and to my left, a man until ten minutes ago was in pajamas. Now he's in shoe clothes. 
the baddest man on the planet, Billy Kibo. Hello. Billy, what's you lay me out to dry here? I'm in my gym jams. I thought you'd be my gym jam boy. Yeah, I just I just felt very exposed. I just <laughs> I, I just didn't fancy doing it. I'm I'm looking forward to this end of season two though, which is incredibly shorter than season one due to the 2006 writer's strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really went downhill there. You know, they brought back the big star of the rock, but the writing wasn't yeah. there. You know, just hero <laughs> season two all over again. <laughs> At least there's some decent Irish accents in this one. What they said was, WWE's home is the metropolitan area. Yeah, it was, I believe, I think it still is, the New York Giants home ground. Oh, right. really? The New York Giants, cool. who are from New Jersey. What? Because there's the New York Jets, who are from New York, and then there's the New York Giants, who are from New Jersey. And where were the New York Hitmen based? <laughs> I don't know. The Glasgow Diamonds? They come from they, Glasgow. They come from Glasgow. I think they were like based in a Greggs. I think they were here to play football. <laughs> no, they lived in that bus. <laughs> This was really strange because I actually went to the point where I went onto Google Maps. <laughs> I was like, because <laughs> Michael Cole went and we're in the shadow of the Empire State Building. And I went, all right, hang on a second. <laughs> MSG is in the shadow of the Empire State yeah. Building. It's a 45 minute drive <laughs> and there are tolls on the road. So that's not yeah. in the shadow of. You have to cross a fucking bridge. That's like saying that we're in the, we're in the shadow of Bolton. We're not. We're, we're a drive. That's a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> That's a fair ways away. Yeah. I will say the one thing about Governor Chris Christie and looking at that big old long ramp and knowing his history, I was very concerned with the wrestlers coming out tonight that they'll get held up by some sort of bridge gate. <laughs> you know, undertakers make his way to the ring. Sorry, there's construction on here. Who knows? It could be anything. Who knows why it's there? What a terrible decision, though, in terms of a place to have a WrestleMania at that time of year you're talking about April, March in the New York, New Jersey area mm. where it's not exactly very warm. You have got a very overcast sky. One of the first signs I saw when they started rolling over the crowd was, I'm cold. <laughs> Straightforward. Did he write that? that there and then? Or was, <laughs> it was, like, was that, that the foresight on that sign? Yeah, he's like, he's thinking, oh, they're doing it in New York. Oh, well, I know I'm going to be cold. I may as well take my sign. Like. It's so funny because like everyone was paranoid about this in the build up to it. They were like, it's going to be cold. Like at one point, there was snow forecast. Jeez. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. In a snowy WrestleMania. I would love that. That, that would, would be, be fucking really amazing. Interesting. Seven hours in the snow. Yeah, you people, die. people slipping down the ramp on the way to the ring. <laughs> Wait a minute, Miz, he put a stone in that snowball. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Speaking of signs, we had two that I immediately got drawn to. One was uh, I'm only here to see Antonio Cesaro. He's hey. not booked tonight. Oh, fuck <laughs> And the other sign is a sign that I mentioned to both of you in passing, which I can pinpoint to the northwest of England, to either the cities of Manchester or Liverpool. Right. Is a sign that says Purple Aki. Oh, shit! Purple Aki sign. I've heard r- rumblings about this. I saw that sign, and you know what? That sign, not only on this WrestleMania, a number of other WrestleManias and big events, it's always shown up. But on this WrestleMania, I swear the guy was there's passing mu- the sign around because there's it was multiple there. purple Aki signs. What is it, Billy? We're, we're getting into sort of grim territory here, but I uh. think it's in, I think it's important to know that somebody came from all the way from the northwest of England to New York, New Jersey, same diff, and brought this sign. Purple Aki is a is he's sort of like the boogeyman of the northwest. He's a sec- <laughs> he's a sexual offender who, who oh, is known geez. as the man who squeezes muscles 
And what Wait, you would is, do... it, is this an, a legend or is this a real? No, version? this is real. This, okay. is, this is a shoot. Did you listen to this? Or did you get like one of them magazines that you get to put in a file of facts with all the case files? <laughs> <laughs> and what he would do is he would approach muscular sort of teenagers and young men and would ask to feel their muscles to the point where he is banned from touching muscles in the Greater Manchester area. Tendons and bones, he's all right with, though. Apparently so. (laughs) He would hang around gyms, he would follow people around and stalk them. He is alleged, I will say alleged, to have caused the death of a young man who ran onto some train tracks after having a run-in with him. And... He uh, he used to do a thing where he would ask people to do piggyback, upside down piggyback squats. He would lie front down on their back with his head down towards their arse and his penis up towards their shoulders and ask them to do squats with him on top of them. Why? And yeah, there's several signs throughout this. There's multiple people with purple acne signs and so, it continues. Oh, purple acne, is that like oh, something from like the 80s or the 70s? Or? No, no, this is this is now, this is now. Oh. This is this like is now. This, is, this is like 2005 onwards. You know, I genuinely thought it was because I've seen purple Aki signs loads like before. I genuinely thought it was you know in WrestleMania 2000, one of the default character presets is AKI man. Right, it's, it's the guy in a superhero suit. I thought it was like a purple, purple, purple version of him. No, it's a famous sexual sense. offender from the northwest of England. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Why would you bring that to WrestleMania? <laughs> WrestleMania. I don't know. All I the way do across the planet, and you bring that with you. Like, Let's represent our country here, lads. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they made it like in the hotel, or they made it beforehand and rolled it up in a tube and took it on the plane? But like the thing is, no one in the States is going to get that sign. No. So what you're doing is making people Google it. <laughs> yeah. And if you Google Purple Aki, the first thing that comes up is WrestleMania 29. Really? Yeah. What? In the the search, you get WrestleMania 29 and The Man Who Squeezes Muscles, because that was the name of a BBC3 documentary that was made. Alright, because I was interested there, the way you were saying that, oh, now if you Google him, WrestleMania comes up like if it was like a Freddy Krueger type situation. (laughs) (laughs) Like he gets his power from uh, search optimization and SEO, like. (laughs) (laughs) The veterans control the action in this one. The whole story of this is that Seamus and Randy Orton have kind of banded together to fight The Shield. And Big Show, it was a heel who's been kind of roped in, and Randy was like, no, we can trust Big Show. And, you know, Shane was like, oh, I don't know, he's awful big. You know, but they, they bring him into the fold anyway. So they don't tag him the yeah, whole time. Yeah, I know. There's, there's moments, like, where Big Show is reaching his hand out, and they'll just tag the other one, and he's literally stood there like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> Part of the team, too. He has that real bitter look on his face, yeah. and that kind of, I'm not going to let you know, but I want you to know. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like that guy who got beaten by those kids on Robot Wars recently. <laughs> Like, no, it's fine. No, it's all right. No, you don't. It's okay. John, my diet soda. What are you doing? Right, they cut back. I think the, the mask slips for a little second there. The whole New York mask. And they go, we're somewhere in the swamps of New Jersey. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> the swamps. <laughs> we're somewhere in the muck and mire. We're somewhere in the Dagobah system. <laughs> <laughs> if you be quiet and listen out for a second, you can hear R2-D2 go, yeah! <laughs> Governor Chris Christie just going to come out, use the force, and make the X-Wing come out of the swamp. You referred to once as being a load of cannonballs or something. Like yeah, it's just like a, a big, like a little bit of skin that you've stretched over a pile of cannonballs. Draw a little beard on it. 
Ryback rules. Yeah, we were so obsessed with Ryback. This was reaching the peak of our obsession with him. I think it's when he turned heel was when that turned When he turns heel and he becomes all about bullies and pouring bullies, soup on people. Mate. Say it right, bullies. Bullies. I mean, that's the one shame about ending this, you know, season here. It was that I was really excited, you know, for heel. Some Ryback. The Ryback, Ryback, Ryback era. Do you remember the time when Ryback came out and main event four times just going <laughs> and doing yeah. pantomime keyboard? around the Ring like Ryback rules. Justin Gavin's in character ever matches his big giant man pretending to type a keyboard laughing. <laughs> Deleting his Twitter every five minutes. Broken like. Ryback. Oh, I, I forgot about that. It was like he was losing his mind. Genuinely, Each tweet, yeah. delete, repeat. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ryback was. I mean, I remember at the time kind of going, is this like him just playing up a character or is he a bit like fucking far gone here? And I thought he was going to get fired. Like, I genuinely thought he was just going into business for himself. Like, I genuinely thought he would just walk out during someone else's match. Like, not without, like, without being told to. Like he Scott would just Steiner. come out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was too scary. Can you go tell Ryback stuff coming out? I don't know, his tiger is there. He's like, <laughs> Pick it up. Michael Cole, shut up! Tag make to Big E, and at the same time, Brian goes and tags in Kane, and we get, like, a big old sort of stare down, like, I'm the big bull of this match. No, I'm the big bull of this. I'm the big yeah. bull in this here China shop. They straight away lock horns, and Big E gives Kane one of those big back combos he does with the you know where he's walking around like sort of shucking and driving with the knees oh it's sore looking you know who does the best one of those and you wouldn't you wouldn't think it Titus O'Neil does a great yeah, one of those he's great especially when he chucks them afterwards because yeah, they go yeah. fucking flying he, once he did it he picks up and he goes millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. Titus you need to be doing that if you want the Titus brand to get yeah. over buddy like. you've got a little glimmers of hope there mate Kane with a big, big, big boot to the face of Big E, and he does a big DOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOO
oh well. And then you get a, a dish and a thing of milk and he'd pour it and then he'd spill it and then he'd start crying. And then he'd pour the milk over himself going... Because <laughs> crying over spilt spill milk. milk. <laughs> it's like a fucking catchphrase. Johnny... Johnny the Idiom Curtis, like, what's Johnny going Chips, on? Like, <laughs> Johnny Chips, it's a giveaway to happen. Like, don't tell, don't week, tell like, him that it's raining cats and dogs, like, you don't want to see what's going to happen. It's a buried alive match and he puts one foot into the grave, like, hey, hey, <laughs> And then what we had the night after this, do you remember? <laughs> <laughs> Fandango's song got over and then Massively. they immediately ruined it. Yeah, fucked it up. As soon as you got Jerry standing up at the commentary test doing doing the dance, it's dead. No, <laughs> it's... literally like, look, everyone's Fandangoing. Over there. <laughs> like an old man kind of going. Uh. And people are like trying to get it to number one in the iTunes as well. Yeah, yeah. It got quite high up the chart. But it was it on the charts. Top yeah. 40, I think. Yeah, that's right. Did better than Hoski by Zack Ryder did. Yeah. Like, so, you know. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the Big Shot. Another Roxena promo. My strength ultimately is my connection with the fans and the connection with the audience. People's champion. That's so special, and that's powerful. I am one of the millions. 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 Finally, The Rock has come back to Baltimore, San Diego, Pennsylvania, Boston, British Columbia, Puerto Rico, India, Greece, I don't just want to be entertained. I want to be electrified. Tonight, we usher in a new era. Tonight, we usher in the people's era. I am one of the millions. I know my role, and I bring it. I bring it. I bring it. 24-7, 365. I am one of the millions. Yo soy uno de los millones. I believe in boots to asses. And laying a smackdown. People list names of places. No one gives a fuck. These people have never watched wrestling before. <laughs> yeah. I'm one of the millions and shit. <laughs> like, it's literally, they've just said, can you say, uh, can you smell what the rock is cooking? I'm like, can you smell what the rock's cooking? <laughs> That'll, do. That'll do, thank you. Well, Billy, I don't know about you, but I believe in boots to asses. Uh, we also... <laughs> I'm sorry, right? But there was a point where the rock, and this was the point, was literally like, Boots to asses, it's a way of life. It, it's not! It's not! Boot ass born, boot ass bred. <laughs> hey guys, it's uh, Rock back here with our BTA Monday, okay? So you let me know how you're putting some boots to asses on this BTA Monday tag on Instagram, The Rock's Facebook page. That's a frighteningly realistic impression of social media. <laughs> <laughs> BTA Monday is fucking out. Hey, BTA Monday, let us know on the AE Podcast, at AE Podcast, BTA Monday, are you one of the millions <laughs> do you believe in boots to asses 
Oh, I believe in boots chances. Oh boy, this angle's really uh, has been on the back burner. It's uh, it's certainly heating up. Weed the people. <laughs> so big old Jack, as we mentioned in our elimination chamber episode, he only went and he had his uh, his his push scrumpered a little bit because he was caught with a big bag of them jazz cigarettes. And uh, the thing is with Jack is like they basically had decided no more are you. But we're going to keep this angle going because, honestly, it's gotten more important than you. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely yeah. it has. Big mainstream media attention for this. Now, we did talk about them getting an attempt at getting Alex Jones in. Mm. Basically, Billy, the time has come for chickens to come home to roost. I think Adam's, and this is basically the reason we started this podcast in Adam's mind, so that he could finally call you out on this in front of a large audience. You were convinced that Glenn Beck was showing up at WrestleMania. Adamant. 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 Nah, mate, they wouldn't have brought it up on Raw otherwise. Like, he's gonna be, <laughs> trust me, he's going to be there. Like. Do you, you can't say anything in your defence. Uh, I honestly do not remember this conversation. <laughs> oh, as if. Me and talk about this all don't, the time. So I'm not even embarrassed. I legit do not remember this. But you had this little thing you used to do where you'd be like, It'd be something, and you would just completely take the wrong end of the stick, and then be so adamant, and then like in almost an angry way, like yeah. you refuse to listen to anything other than Glenn Beck. Is <laughs> like, if we weren't paying that tune, you weren't dancing to our song. <laughs> <laughs> No, do not recall at all. So well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Yeah, you guaranteed it, Billy, and he's not here. So I'm a little bit uh, disappointed with your past self, mate. Never came out. It would have been a laugh if he was there, though. Would even you saying now it would have been a laugh? There was no way. <laughs> there was no way that he would have come. He would have come out, cried because he loves America so much. <laughs> Everyone would have gone home happy. Him and Daniel Bryan with their diagrams, like <laughs> how to defeat the Shield and the foreign influence and the corrupt global media. Easy. Easy. What I will say about Glenn Beck, they did try. They did try. They mm. really wanted to because they did all this stuff with Zeb and Jack and Zeb's YouTube page, putting out these videos solely to get an RJ Brewer type of response on mm. Neo Nightline or whatever. And they did get some mainstream media attention on this. And it was, you know, oh, some wrestling characters are taking things a little bit too far and yada, yada, yada. And they would show, you know, clips of the Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. Basically, the whole point of this We The People Zeb YouTube page was them to have little bite-sized chunks mm. for the media. It's like a press pack for the media. Pretty much, Controversial yeah. wrestling angle. Check it out, <laughs> like a zip file. The thing I remember at the time, though, it wasn't like left-wing liberal media that was having a go it oh was yeah the, it was all the right-wing yeah. conservatives just going stop it you're exposing us stop it <laughs> 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 like, that's what was happening. the like the other oh, like the liberal and left-wing media were going like it's wrestling it's fake it's and then the, the right-wing yeah. was just losing its mind like it was exposing the dirty secrets so yeah glenn beck on his own special tv station because you know when you're really talented you don't get to be on a real one you get to go make your own special one you know like george lucas <laughs> like george Lucas for crackpot right-wing conspiracy theorists that's what he was so he addressed this thing and he basically buried it Glenn Beck he said that oh it was you know disrespectful to the Tea Party yada yada but the line that he said that really annoyed everyone and really made WWE like up the ante was he said I don't have time to waste on some stupid wrestling people oh imagine Vince's fucking reaction how dare you my father is not stupid (laughs) (laughs) should never have been broken into this business so I was convinced like 
that at that point they were annoyed and that was it all all better off the table i did a little googling actually on the wwe's youtube page you know what they have mm-hmm. You know who they sent off when Raw was in Houston, Texas a week or two before WrestleMania? That's where the Blazes, which is uh, 420 uh, Glenn Beck's studios, that's where he did all of his shows and shit. So that was in Houston, Raw was in Houston, and they decided to send someone over to cause a little bit of fuss. Was it DX like, in yeah. a tank? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't DX in a tank. It was Michael Cole with the Skeleton Film Crew. Sorry, sir, how can I help you? You're trespassing on studio property. I need you to ask you to leave the property. Thank uh, you. We were just trying to get an interview with Mr. Beck. I'm sorry, he's no longer here. Come on. Uh, well, first off, we know he's here. He claimed he wasn't here, although the uh, security uh, person said that he was filming his TV show. Once Glenn Beck is uh, coming to the show. He's on the air right now. So can we quote you as saying that Mr. Beck will not uh, talk to us today? Can we no, quote no. you? This is me. This is my studio. Okay. And I'm telling you you're not welcome here. Okay. Okay. So I'd like you to leave. Okay. Now is there... And I also have signs posted saying there's no uh, filming on the property. So I need to leave. Okay. Great. Okay. So uh, how do we reach Mr. Beck if we want to try to... Uh, uh, call his office in New York City. Great. Thank you. Uh, Michael Cole. At least send Zeb. <laughs> Why the fuck wouldn't you send Zeb? Why would you send Cole? No, I want to see Cole in his full-on war reporter uniform, like with a helmet on and everything. Like, Cole, I had these things. But as soon as he'd be confronted, he'd just sink into his suit like a turtle. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Cole went right in there, and it was literally the proper like Louis through. Excuse me, excuse me. Like you're into the fucking wow. into the lobby with the the, the boom mic. It's like, excuse me, we're here to talk to Mr. Glenn Beck. And who are you? Huh, we're from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> we're the stupid wrestling people. Yeah, and like they so like they cause this whole stir. And like, you know, they, all these people start coming out going, have you got you know, permission to be here? I'm like, of course you got permission to be here. We're the WWE. I'm Michael Cole. I need to speak to Glenn Beck. Knowing full well he wasn't going to come out. Yeah. You know, so they ended up having like the executive producer, the owner of the studio comes out and is like, get off the property. You know, we're going to call the police. So Michael Cole, yeah? Real fucking gonzo journalist Michael Cole, you know? And yes, they did have Zeb respond to him. In one of the worst, most cringy ways possible. Do you remember what they, they did? Broke kayfabe. They broke kayfabe. I play a character called Zeb Adia. Doctor. <laughs> this is Jack Hager, and I play a character called Jack Swagger. <laughs> and and like, this is my life. <laughs> oh, I hate it so much because you know what they did? They did like them shooting when they are normal angles. Like, oh, immigrants got to get out of this country. They were stealing away our jobs. And then they were like, all right, folks, that's a wrap. And, and they <laughs> zoom out. Yeah. And th- they weren't in Zeb's shack or his compound. It was a green screen. Oh. That that killed this angle yeah. for me. Yeah. I was on board when I thought they were in a shack somewhere, even if it's in Stamford. As long as they're in a wooden shack that Zeb built himself to keep away from the mainstream media, I was okay. But no, it was a green screen. I hated it. Exposing the business exposes the business. Oh, man. <laughs> There's so many things I could have seen happening here. Like, like Zeb Coulter, I felt, should have gotten some sort of thing happen to him. Something. Throw least. a bucket at yeah. him. You know, something Give should happen to him. or anything. Glenn like. Beck should have shown up. <laughs> with the running like <laughs> Del Rio could like burn the American flag in front of Zeb like no what I would have is have Glenn Beck come out and confront Zeb and it's like oh these two have been sounding off on social media and then Glenn spins around and punches Del Rio in the face and he's like he's joined the real Americans and bring him in as a full timer after mm. that though. okay I like that I'm gonna fancy add an addendum onto your fantasy booking Del Rio then does a kip off like how, how the hell did he get up so quickly how, how did you get such energy and ability to do that 
And then he goes, that's right, I get Alex Jones's pills. And Alex Jones comes in <laughs> on a parachute <laughs> from the Statue of Liberty. We're in the shadow of it. And, <laughs> and he goes, you've been taking my pills. And now you really are a real American. <laughs> Fuck you, old man. <laughs> I, I love my country. I'm parachuting into WrestleMania. Fuck you, old man. <laughs> Oh, that's probably going to be the last time we're going to hear that impression. Uh, <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> Can we talk about uh, Max America? Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. If you want to talk about Max America, you go ahead, mate. Well, I've got nothing to say, really. I just wanted to remind <laughs> people that that was a thing. All right, Very this, recently. <laughs> that may have sounded like the ITR podcast. That was audio from the creative meeting. <laughs> Let's talk about Max America. You can if you want to. I've got nothing to say. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous! <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of want the Mex America flag. If that ever went up on eBay, I I, uh, I pay for that. Yeah. Like, yeah, hang it up. <laughs> Zed, the biggest face ever. It's like <laughs> I actually watched a, a clip of that the other day, mm. and it's like Jack on Zed. What's happened to you, man? Well, basically, Jack, I think that people in Mexico are so industrious and hardworking. People of America are so industrious and hardworking. If we two nations joined together, we'd be unstoppable. It would be a new era of peace and. And cooperation between these two great nations. Jack's like, my God, what happened to you? Zeb, what's happened to you? Oh my God. And I was like, my, this is Zeb Coulter's lost a screw. Like, <laughs> like, he's just like an idealistic old man. Like, Crazy old he's man. He's broken. Mad beliefs about Mexico. I remember on Christmas when Grandpa had too much to drink and then he was like, what if there were no nations? Imagine if there were no countries or no war. <laughs> Michael Cole, shut up. Coming up next. Tribute to the troops. Yeah, so... Thank God for the boys in blue. Thank God for the boys in blue. When I went to WrestleMania, it was sponsored by the National Guard and Slim Jim. (laughs) So when I went to Access, I had to walk past a giant tank where there were giant buckets of Slim Jims. (laughs) I had people going, thank you for your service. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not my army <laughs> <laughs> not my country but yes my processed pork and beef products <laughs> John my diet soda what are you doing Punk steals the urn and then spends the next like week or so being really clumsy just like juggling whoops just like a child dropping like. in a toilet oh no but he's there he's like oh hey guy and like, he throws the, the first time he throws it he's like oh be careful and he drops it like immediately like, you know. and he's got the lid of the urn and he's going oh no so crass and you know what I love about it as well is the whole time Punk is doing all this stuff Paul Hayden was looking at him like a proud dad going yeah, yeah. that's it son like, they beat up Kane with it and this is like mm-hmm. Kane's work dad he dressed yeah. up Ern Anderson do you ever do that he put glasses yeah. on him <laughs> I saw like you ever seen Ren and Stimpy when there's the bully and they're like we have to go talk to his dad and the bully is just, the bully's dad's a bigger version of him it's like good job bullying him son <laughs> Yeah, when Triple H came out to beat up Brock Lesnar and they had a big brawl and Brock got cut open, he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And then Brock picked up Triple H and fucked Brock <gasps> the outside. Oh, oh yeah! Do you remember what happened to the his big sweat patch on his ass? <laughs> oh, like he fucking like he pissed, pissed himself. himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Triple H being laid out by Brock Lesnar. Oh, God. <laughs> pissed himself. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a sledgehammer it smells like cum 
I don't even like sledgehammers. <laughs> Never we get three separate Bo Selector, Selector references in a row. I don't even like Bo Selector. Well, if this was proper Bo, I tell thee. Seriously, amazing. I just have written this, this trilogy for Censor. Wet patch gooch jeans. <laughs> Important to underline. Wet patch gooch jeans. It is Gucci jeans. <laughs> Triple H gets suplexed through the table, and then Brock Lesnar does a bit of a noise. <laughs> That's one of my faves ever. This little section here is great, because while Triple H is selling it, Brock, clearly again, feeling a bit woozy, not knowing what to do, is just walking around at ringside, just having a little wonder. And at one point, you see him look right into the camera, like he clocks it, and he just goes, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're filming me better scream real quick like. I've got a Lesnar toy that has him going <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's because of this man it's like Mattel was like oh I guess that's what he does all the time that's his gimmick like he has an open mouth but like Lesnar the whole idea is that like if he gets knocked out and his brain gets put onto like safety mode it's like just grunt <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you do that three times into a mirror and Braun Strowman will appear. <laughs> Calm down. Hey, Big Show. You remember me, don't you? I'm the big shot. I think it's around this point in the match we get a big Triple H grunt. Did you guys catch Oh, this? yeah. It's He does his normal pose where he puts his hands up, but he does it so intensely you can literally hear him go... <laughs> <laughs> the Triple H troll. It yeah. is. It came back because you were obsessed with that the invisible so troll. Yeah, or Triple yeah. H just goes. Ha! Yeah, it was that one and the <laughs> that sick freak. It's <laughs> <laughs> been so funny in this magic because it was pure silence. I'm like. There's nothing they can do to make me enjoy this. And then I was like, oh, he does that funny noise. <laughs> Genuinely, I remember when we watched this years ago when it happened, and I was, let's say, less than sober at the time. <laughs> and I remember all the way through this match just giggling like a madman because of all the silly noises these men make. You know, some Brock Lesnar locked in the Kimura, we got Brock Lesnar's space face, you know? The <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the face he pulls, it's like he's just like. He's just come out of it. He's just like woken up. <laughs> so like he's not remembered. Woke Lesnar. It's like he's just he's not remembered the last ten minutes because of his, his head injury, and he's just woken up with the Kimura. In the he's, Kimura. He's just like, he's like, what's going on? <laughs> what is this? Brock Lesnar, after he has the Kimura in, Ultimate Fighter Triple H puts the Kimura in. Just yeah. JBL goes, you sow what you reap, Brock. Sod off. JBL in Stardew Valley. None of my vegetables are coming in. <laughs> I'm sowing everything I reap. What's going on? <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this season. This whole... <laughs> Finally. Fucking shit. Finally. Finally. We are done with The Rock's return. No, we're not going to review fucking Rock setting his name on fire. We're not? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I think that kind of sums up where the feelings of The Rock went. Yes. You know, last year, Rock setting his name on fire in like a 50-minute segment, whatever the fuck it was. This year, he wasn't at WrestleMania. Nope. And you know what? Didn't miss him. Did not um, miss him at all. Rock coming back. Lots of ups, lots of downs. We talked before about how you got you guys back into it, but mm. overall, I wanted your guys' kind of final thoughts on The Rock's comeback. Did it do more harm than good? Did it change things for the better? What role do you think The Rock played? And most importantly, was this a successful comeback 
for the great one. It depends how much you want to read into it. Like, if you wanted to go into every little detail, you could say Rock's comeback was so harmful that it lost one of the best talents in CM Punk. Like, that led to him walking and leaving the company mm. in the long term. But literally just focusing on the comeback itself, underwhelming. I don't think Cena got that big a rub from beating The Rock. Like, if you think about it being a two-year, four-month build up to Cena finally beating The Rock... I don't think it was really worth it. He got more time. of a rub being beaten by Daniel Bryan yeah. than actually yeah. Genuinely, yes. Yeah. Cena didn't need a rub. No. Yeah. He was the face of the company had and accolades. had been for years. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to bring someone in to make Cena, like, Cena look good? But outside Why? of that, if you think about the original goal of getting people to watch wrestling that hadn't watched wrestling for a long time, it did work. Yeah, it it put, made me made, watch. Made him money. Didn't keep me around. What kept me around was Punk and The Shield. Like, yeah. they were the really... If you're talking about importance, they were more important than The Rock for keeping those fans. Yeah. But just in terms of bringing them back, you know, you can't deny it was a big deal getting The Rock back. I think that's three of the most important things about it is that it was born out of pure nostalgia. Like, this whole thing was literally like, hey, you guys, you used to watch wrestling. Come over here. Yeah. And you know what? Most of them probably saw WrestleMania 27 and went, fuck that. And mm. maybe some of them watched WrestleMania 28. Maybe some of them watched, you know, Raw 1000, whatever it yeah. is. Those guys didn't stick around, but I'm pretty sure those fans are never were going to stick around. They did get some laps fans back in though mm. like proper people who were the people I know seem to come back into are people who were like not fair weather fans before people who were like die really, hard yeah they were mad it's... into it took a big break and then got brought back it was great because yeah I got back into it because of The Rock but then when I saw The Shield and CM Punk well to quote Triple H I just found my reason like, <laughs> it's like I've been waiting for wrestling the to, like, back. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was an excuse to get back into wrestling really Billy, your thoughts. The Rock's return. Yay or nay? Uh, nay. Got you into fucking wrestling. Yeah, well, well, no, because The Rock didn't, because The Rock rock wasn't about when I was watching. So this was really my first experience with The Rock, this whole thing. It was us that got Billy into wrestling, if anyone. Yeah, fuck you, Rock. (laughs) The Rock didn't get me into anything. What got me into wrestling was Punk, Shield, Brian, Mm. Team Hell No... That was the stuff I got really into. So I really didn't care about The Rock. I didn't have this nostalgia for him. I didn't have the nostalgia for Cena at the time. Yeah. Because while Cena was around when I was watching, never really cared for him. He was someone my brother liked. I didn't care. Would you like to see another Attitude Era comeback? Because, I mean, the one they always talk about, it's probably never going to happen. It's Steve Austin. Yeah. I remember when I went to WrestleMania 25, the first poster came out and Austin was front and centre. And the Rumbles that year was that he was going to wrestle. And there was a few years from like 24 to like 27, it was like a lot of talk about Austin maybe coming back. Austin and Punk, there was a lot of teasing of that. And it never, ever, ever happened. Do you think an Austin comeback would have brought in all the fans like The Rock did? Yes, but I think it would have had the same issue if they booked it the same way they did here. If they just had Austin come out and just It's say, the booking that's the um, problem. I yeah. hate you, Cena. I think Rock got too much freedom to say what he wanted to. Yes. You know, yeah. and it was a bit muddled. I think for every moment where The Rock had a real kind of kick-ass, like, yeah, that's really... Like, there was one where they were in Boston where The Rock like threw a lot of John Cena merchandise into the bridge, and like he was proper old-school Rock. That was like... There was a few little glimmers of like, that's why I yeah. like you, you know? But I think there was so many things about it where it was like either the awkwardness of him trying to do some of that old type of humour and it didn't work anymore to him pivoting to this weird Dusty Rhodes faith healer fucking wake up call Rock. I think what it is at the end of the day was Rock successfully rebranding himself. 
Because if you think about The Rock before WrestleMania 27, when he came back to induct his father into the Hall of Fame and people booed him, they didn't like him. You know, he was making shitty movies like Doom and stuff. And you know what? I don't think it's any coincidence that The Rock coming back into wrestling and really kind of ingratiate himself with the old fans. It, it would have been too jarring for him to just become the Rock he is today. Yeah. yeah. It was a long con of slowly changing he's come out of this smelling of roses you know he made more money in Hollywood after this he got you know he got more coverage on TV he was you know on fucking mainstream TV mainstream media he can say that he's been true to his roots coming back doing wrestling I do genuinely believe he did it out of a love of, of wrestling because he didn't need to come back he didn't I, need to yeah this wasn't a career move like what's he gonna get out of like he's already an established Hollywood star this isn't really gonna do anything more for him I think the general rule though to take away from this and a big lesson learned here is that like nostalgia I don't think it can work as like a long term plan for, for WWE for, for booking like that no. nostalgia is very short short term it works short term like, yeah short term is oh I remember The Rock what do you remember? Oh, he's here for two years, is he? <laughs> oh. I will continue to remember the Rock. Yeah, yeah, okay. Dudley Boys, when they got brought back in the past couple of years, it was like, yeah, Dudleys are back, the internet's exploding. And then by the end of their run, everyone was like, yeah, see you, lads. Good. Nice to see you again, I guess. Yeah. But not going to miss you that much. I don't know, nostalgia can only work for so long. And yeah. you taught, you know, at the end of WrestleMania 17, after doing you know, 36 Attitude Era pay-per-views, I couldn't say anything but the highest things about The Rock and how fucking amazing he is. Adam and I are reviewing all of the old SmackDown on Patreon at the moment, and anytime there's a Rock promo, it's like, oh, fucking precious golden nectar. Yeah. It's so good. And I can't believe how this is the same guy. Mm. You know, I've really come away from this, like, shock. Because then we used to always make fun of, you know, weird wake-up call Rock. That's what yeah. we did, wake-up call didn't realise it was that fucking yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we stared into the abyss and Dwayne The Rock Johnson stared right back. That was our wake-up call. Well, that's going to do it for this season of the Attitude Era podcast. Before we get into our next big storyline. Oh, it's a good one. You'll be very happy. before we all uh, you know release our digestive enzymes (laughs) onto the next storyline and lay our eggs in (laughs) (laughs) we're going to do boys picks your boys Kevin, Adam and Billy have each got a special pick of a show that we want to show the other two a very important show for me I get to decide it's either going to be Wrestlemania 22 or Wrestlemania 25 because one's my favourite Wrestlemania the other one's I actually went to and I haven't seen in like forever mm-hmm. so those are my picks you can vote for either of those depending on which one I go for uh, Adam what's your pick going to be very self-indulgently just to sort of have a nice bit of sorbet after this season and like wash the palate clean again I'm going with Wrestlemania 30 because I think it would just be nice to do something that is a pure straight up nice pay per view forget about The Rock let's all just have a good time <laughs> watching <laughs> And Billy, what's your pick? Well, can you hear that? It it sounds like Sandy Thumbs. I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. That's right, we're going back to 2006. Great American bash. My King of the Ring 98. The Punjabi prison match. My King of the Ring 98. <laughs> I, I said it on a previous episode. I got so much fucking shit on Twitter. <laughs> got so much shit. Billy's so into elevated liver enzymes. That is that's <laughs> totally... So the voting for that will be going up on Twitter. Follow us at a podcast. Cast your vote there. Or on facebook.com forward slash 
Attitude Era podcast. Make sure you give a like. Keep in touch with us. Vote on the boys' picks. What will our new episode be? And in that episode, we will also reveal our next storyline for season three of the AE podcast. While you're on Facebook, may as well stick around. Have a look at the video section. We have got shitloads of little videos on there nowadays. If you have any ideas for ones that you want to see put together, like little clips from the podcast you think could make a good video, shoot me a message at Biblops on Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out vimeo.com forward slash AE podcast. You'll find some slightly longer videos there of some more classic moments from the show. And if you're a fine purveyor of stuff and things, head on over to matthewsbotchermania.com. If you want to support the Attitude Era podcast, there's a number of ways you can do so. You can buy a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash AE podcast. Get yourself a sweet glad gay t-shirt. Or you can head over to selfie.com forward slash AE podcast. Grab yourself a commentary track where Kevin, Adam and Billy talk over your favorite wrestling movies. The best way to support the podcast though and to get access to loads of juicy new content is by becoming our backer on patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. That's patreon.com slash AE podcast, not slash Attitude Era podcast. Make sure it's an AE podcast you're putting in there, folks. If you become a $1 backer, you get access to all of our show notes scanned in, going all the way back to our original run of episodes. If you become a $5 backer, you get access to the SmackDown Crawl, where me and Adam are reviewing all of SmackDown starting way back in 1999. $10 backers get access to monthly Q&A episodes with my bad self. And if you become a $20 backer, you get all of our commentary tracks for free, as well as discounts on upcoming merchandise and all future commentary tracks for free. If you want to become a backer for one month, get access to all the content that's there, you can do that. Remember, there's no long-term commitment. If you want to support us for a few months, you can over at patreon.com slash podcast. And thank you so much to everyone who's backed us so far. We love each and every one of our backers. And thanks to you, we're able to make this a more regular thing, get more content out there, and you're able to support the ITR podcast over at patreon.com slash podcast. That's going to do it for WrestleMania 29. We're fucking finally finished with The Rock. Yes. You might fucking recently watched on the network as mad as a bag of fucking hammers. It's so weird. I'm so happy that it's going to get changed up and going to be nice. Hopefully I'm not going to be fucking seeing great American I fucking know for a fact that's the way it's going. Bullshit. Of course that's what they're going to fucking vote for. Great American Bash, I'm calling it. It's the Legends House of... of We can only hope, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to do it for this episode of the Edge Podcast and this season. Thanks very much for joining us in this review of The Rock's Return. It's a goodbye from me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. And we'll see you next time on the AE Podcast.